chickens for peace, we're chickens for peace, and we don't want to fry. Chickens for peace, we're chickens for peace. One little war, and we're chicken pot pie. Chickens for peace, we're chickens for peace, and no one respects a chicken who bakes. right the most foul of things have occurred and that is the chickens have joined us in the fight for freedom that's right (laughs) the chickens have united they are coming together as a force to be reckoned with the likes of which have never been seen on planet earth so zephan was right (laughs) how so there is a perfect parallel between libertarianism and vegetarianism. <laughs> <laughs> I hadn't thought of it that way. I don't know. I got to tell you, from my perspective, all of the chickens uniting is terrifying. You know they have us, like, wildly outnumbered, right? My favorite lyric in that song that we opened uh, tonight's Beard Talk Live with, the song is called Chickens for Peace, because, mm-hmm. duh. Uh, but my favorite line is, and we will win. We're not turkeys for peace. Because uh, they're chickens for yeah. peace. They're not turkeys. Nice. Yeah. You know, a little foul humor. Yeah. Uh, welcome to tonight's edition, episode 11. Episode 11. Of Beard Talk Live. It's the uncensored fucking version. I have to just gratuitously use cuss words because I can. <laughs> 
Uh, we should uh, get our normal out of the way, right? Uh, shit, shit, piss, piss fuck, fuck, cunt, cocksucker, motherfucker, and tits. Thank you, George Carlin. R.I.P., brother. R.I.P. <sighs> I do miss George. I was thinking today about like all the comics that have died that I would love to like have alive and have like seen all of the things that have happened since they died. George Carlin, obviously, one of them. Sam Kinison. I think is another one that I would just love to have him still alive and observing and yelling at us. You know what I mean? Like, well, I think that if he saw what was going on in the world today, he would say, Fuck! Just continuously. I'm certain he would. Uh, if you are listening, I see there's one, maybe two calls on hold. We'll get to you in just a second. Uh, the telephone number six zero three two eight three six one six zero. If you're tuning in live over at watch.freetalklive.com, uh, the cameras do appear to be rolling. Uh, we've had a few changes here in the uh, studio with our streaming and that type of a thing. So, you know, bear with us uh, if we experience any technicalties, but. Uh, I did uh, check myself on my mobile device. I did see video rolling. so I hear, uh, it, I hear tell that's how you avoid wrecking yourself. Wrecking. <laughs> Don't reckon. 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 Reckon before you reckon. Wait, wreck before you reckon? You'll be reckoning. If you don't reckon, reckon. you'll you'll wreck. Wait, I don't know. What the if fuck you ain't reckoning, you're reckoning. Uh, if you were listening to Free Talk Live prior to this show, we talked about some some pretty sweet stuff. Uh, including CBDCs, mm-hmm. what, what the hell those are and why they're bullshit. Not to be confused with CBDs. No, CBD is good. CBDC is bad. Right. Yes. yes. CBD, calming. CBDC is enraging, <laughs> <laughs> in my opinion. Uh, what else did we yeah, talk the, uh, about? Well, so the uh, the Chickens for Peace song, uh, talking about being united. Yeah. Like, it, it kind of got me thinking about, uh, you know, that caller who wanted to talk about communism. Right. And how it would unite us if we had a communist nation. And <laughs> yeah, you not know, so much. Alongside the the word democracy, uh being united is another one of those things that people talk about like it's just its own good. It is good to be united just for the sake of being united. It is an end unto itself. And that makes because, me... because we should be united. Right. Why? Well, because we should be united. That's always the like they can't get past like the the why. No, like that is the purpose of being united. It is its own end. Like why giggle? Because you're giggling. You know? <laughs> like why be united? So that we can be united. Yeah. And it's like, you know, I don't think Germany was ever as united as, you know, that one period of time that we all think of when we think uh, of Germany. Yeah, yeah. They were really united at that point. Like, everyone yeah, was just very... really united. Not everyone. Well. <laughs> there was you know, several million people who were not quite as united as well, the they were united in their own other place. <laughs> united They'll sort be of, united over here. United as in rounded up. Yes, exactly. Yeah, they, they were united. See, they united them. But everyone else, they were all really together on this one thing. And let's not confuse United with Untied. I've seen that <laughs> happen in bad grammar sentences. Listexics of the world, Untied. That's right, yes. My Listexia was kicking in. <laughs> uh, 
So, oh, uh, we could talk about the one thing uh, that we didn't get a chance uh, to. Oh, somebody dropped off the line already. Oh. Bastards. I was just about to take calls oh. and you hung up. All right, well, let's take this one. Beard Talk Live, who the fuck is this? My name is Ricardo. I work on a farm. I make three pesos a day. I go to see Lucy. I lay on her pussy. She take my three pesos away. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sorry, did you say your name is Ricardo? Ricardo, man, Ricardo. Like with a T, right? Like Ricardo Montalban? Like you're the superhero of all the retards? You got a big R on your chest and a big cape? No, man, like 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 Ricky Ricardo, man, Lucy, man. I don't think Lucy charged Ricky Ricardo. No, she didn't, but that's because where Ricky was not on the farm at that time. Ah. Hey, do Major? It's, it's me, yeah, yeah, yeah. I got I got an interesting word for you. See that you guys was doing the, uh, <clears throat> the what'd you call them? Toe toe what? When you put two words. Oh, together? Uh, portmanteau. Yeah, it's a French portmanteau. word. Portmanteau. Mm-hmm. My dog's name well, is Fado. P H Y D A U X. Well, this this is a word. It's not a portmanteau, but it has many different meanings. And I'm sure there's another acronym for that, but. My word is fur piece. Fur piece. Okay, that could be a toupee. It could be a stole or a hat or anything made out of a pelt. Herpes? It could be could a top be, hat. Uh, I've heard it applied to a woman's coochie. You know, the, the party palace there. Or fur piece. And, uh, fur piece. Fur piece with herpes? Fur piece, yes. And and, and my, my that's, favorite That's the wrong one. A, a long way to go. It's a fur piece. Well, so, uh, Major, are you watching us on uh, the Internet? No, sir. I'm just on my old smell phone. Okay. So you're not streaming the program at all? You just called in? Yep, yep. All right, cool, cool. No, we're happy to have you, of course. Uh, Well, I would like to say that for you, I am dressed as uh, Satoshi Nakamoto for Halloween. (laughs) (laughs) For anyone watching, not so much. I mean, there, who would know? But for there, you, there definitely. Epi- there was, a, there was. I've I just been reviewing old episodes of Masher lately, and there was one where Hawkeye and uh, BJ bust into Frank Burns's Footlocker, and they find a, uh, or what do they call them? The the uh, uh, the daggers that the Japanese used to do to kill themselves. The uh, the Harry Carey knives, whatever they're Yeah, called. yeah, the Harry Carey knife, and. Uh, and and he's he's holding it in front of Frank. He says, Frank says, Oh, it's brand new. And Hawkeye hands it to him and says, Do us a favor, Frank, break it in. <laughs> uh I'm old enough to I like MASH was still on television when I was really paying attention to television, but it was mostly the adults in my life who were like either fans or not fans of that show. I do remember, however, watching some reruns of it at one point and my favorite part was occasionally they'd show a scene of like all the tents and the barracks and everything set up and uh the the large pole where they had the loudspeakers the pa the overhead where they would give announcements for everybody to hear right and uh, one of the announcements was uh due to the lack of interest last monday next monday will be canceled <laughs> <laughs> sounds good to me yeah yeah yep yep they, they, there, there was some good rating in there yeah, then again, like, if they canceled a Monday, they'd just go right on to Tuesday. Right? It'd be, it'd be like, uh, uh, um, 
It'd be like um, daylight savings time all over again. It'd be like Tuesday. No, East, no, you Monday. gotta think. You, you, you gotta think. They're Korean surgeons. This is gonna be Sunday, bloody Sunday, repeated. It was that damn Groundhog Day movie. Mm. Mm. Sunday, bloody Sunday, repeated. That damn Groundhog movie. Well, you know, the Groundhog movie was how they were was repetitive. I I remember Sun, Groundhog Sunday, Day. Sunday, bloody Sunday, was uh, the day the English tried to kill us all in Ireland at the post office there. Yeah, that's before the term going postal was invoked. Yes, sir. Hey, I, I talked to I talked to an old postal worker, and uh, this was a woman, but she was you know cool and and uh, into the rock and roll of firearms and whatnot. Yeah. And uh, so I asked her, I says, how, how do you guys get your gun? Because we were talking about going postal. She said, through the mail. Uh-oh. Yeah, Major's underwater. <laughs> yeah, you, you dropped the phone away from your mouth again there, Major. No, well, she she says we get our, our, our guns and parts through the mail. <laughs> of course. That's where the postal workers get their guns. <laughs> That's hilarious. Yeah, the the whole going postal was uh, a matter of the copycat effect. Because, uh, well, it's I, I listened to a really interesting uh, piece about how uh, media are the real terrorists. And one of the things they pointed out is that uh, it's a well-known effect that if you start publicizing uh, either uh, a suicide or murder or uh, uh, even a death in enough detail you have a high probability of getting other people to do these things. And the media knows this, and they do it anyway. So, like, when they were, yeah. when they were putting out this story about uh, the, the postal worker... I think I read you know, that story. ...gunning down all of their uh, co-workers, and they kept playing this all, all over and over again, well, yeah. it encouraged a whole lot of other postal workers right. to do the same thing same thing goes with uh the these shootings the school shootings the exactly. shootings you know that kind of a thing mm-hmm. um uh, and they i think the same article referenced uh an event that had a large impact on my life the events of what's called the dc sniper mm-hmm. this was uh, washington dc it was uh john i'm trying to remember the last name of the Hinkley, guy. I think. No, no, no. Hinkley. No, not, not Hinkley. To, wrong, no, wrong John. No, wrong John. Wrong shooting. Wrong DC sniper. Well, <laughs> yeah, yeah, the yeah the, the DC freeway, sniper. The freeway shootings where they would like they literally took and hollowed out uh, a gun turret in the trunk of like I don't know a seventy eight oh, yeah, Oldsmobile or something. That dude, and mm-hmm. he, had, he had like teenage kids that he was using. Yeah, well, it was was him and... It was a big old Pontiac Bonneville or something. Yeah, I think so. And it was him and, like, his nephew or something. And they were going around just, like, randomly shooting people at gas stations while they were getting gas in their cars. And so the gas station started hanging, like, plastic uh, curtains around the the fueling setup so that, like, you know, they couldn't quite get a bead on a human head because Mm. they, you know... Yeah, then they start parking on the ramps and we're shooting people going down the freeway right Mm. and then what you saw from that was more freeway shooters around the united states at least Uh, oh it wasn't just around the united states this was in other countries too really yeah it took off throughout the world and and when you ask them like why they did it it's because of the dc shooter right yeah monkey see monkey do yeah absolutely you show you show a fool how to be a bigger fool damn it i'm gonna buy a paddle and get in that boat 
Yeah. And I mean, there's plenty of violent acts that they don't report on. Yeah. But these ones, they know that this is going to happen. They know that they're going to cause the death of other people, but they're going to do it anyway to sell papers. Well, well and- you know something interesting just popped into my head? Hmm. Every now and then I'll have to call information on the phone, 411. That still exists? Probably two years straight. Every time before you would get even connected to the computer to get your number, yeah. they would come on with this uh, hoorah about, are you addicted to drugs? Do you need reference to a facility? Hmm. And, 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 and this is when the government was trying to say, oh, no, we don't have a drug problem. Good God almighty. Hmm. Well, and I say this all the time, too, about, uh, you know, folks who commit these, you know, public shootings, mass shootings, uh, you know, shooting in the mall, shooting at the theater, shooting right. at the wherever. Uh, where do they learn this from? Where do they learn this from? Well, it's either the media, which is likely, or what's more likely is they learn it from the largest mass murderer of all time, a.k.a. government. Mm-hmm. I well, I don't, think these, I don't think these video games are any help anymore. I mean, they got... You know, where you get points for running down old ladies with shopping carts and whatnot. Well, okay, but that's kind of fun. In the video <laughs> game. In the well, video game, Yeah, right? but, but, but it, if you absorb yourself into that realm for too long, that becomes your reality. Just like when you get told the same lie for 10 years, that becomes the truth. Yeah, but it's not like they're forcing kids to play Grand Theft Auto, you know, for 12 years in public school yet. Right. They may soon do that. We don't know. I'm just saying the more sewer gas you put up somebody's nostril, the like, more likely they are to go hire the tidy bowl man for their... Uh, yeah, I think I think most human beings are uh, aware enough of themselves to know the difference between you know what a video game is and isn't. Now, if they're not, then that's a sign that they need some professional mental help. Uh, and the same thing was said about, like, rock and roll way back in the day. Like, I was forced to go to this uh, seminar that was held at, like, the auditorium of, like, the local high school in the little shit town I grew up in. And uh, it was a, a large Christian production. I don't know how many denominations there were, but this was a tour, the likes of, of a, a rock and roll tour. But it was called The Truth About Rock. Hmm. And what it was was a bunch of parents trying to blame rock and roll for their kids committing suicide. Right. They would literally, like, bust out lyrics to, like, you know, Twisted Sister, ACDC, Metallica, and and the likes uh, of those types of bands, and be like, and then little Johnny blew his head off. And it's like, did he blow his head off because he listened to the song? Did he blow his head off because he had shitty parents? Hmm. I wonder which is more true. Yeah, it reminds me of the uh, comedy bit that, um, uh, what was his name, um, uh, Bill Hicks used to do. Yeah. It's like, I've got an idea. Now, just open your, you know, I've gotten tired of this rock and roll lifestyle. Making millions of dollars, jar- drugs as far as the eye can see, groupies blowing me from dawn till dusk. It's tedious. I've got an idea. Now, just open your mind real wide. What if we killed a fucking audience? <laughs> that would be the like, most rock and roll that, thing ever. Does that really seem like what they were aiming at is to kill their audience? 
Because, number one, if so, eh, you know your percentages are pretty bad. And number two, I'm pretty sure that they wanted to keep being rock stars. Yeah. I mean... That sounds sounds like something might have come off of Monty Python. uh, No, that one's uh, straight up ripped off of uh, Bill Hicks, Hicks, and he does a much better job than I do. I, that that reminds me of uh, uh, recently, uh, there was a, a tour that uh, happened in the Seattle area. A bunch of my Seattle folks on my social media uh, went to see L7. This is a uh, all-female sort of grunge era, mm. you know, rock group. And they were, I mean... For, now, is that the letter or yeah, the letter L, E-L-L-E? No, no, no. The letter L, capital L, and then the numeral 7, L7. Uh-huh. Uh, they actually have a song uh, called Wargasm, uh, which is pretty great. Uh, one of my favorite metal bands, Toxic Holocaust, covers it. Uh, hmm. The lyrics are Wargasm, Wargasm, one, two, three. Tie a yellow ribbon round the amputee. Masturbate, watch it on TV. Crocodile tears for the refugee. And I'm like, wow, that's pretty fucking. It's an anti war song, obviously. Hmm. Yeah. So anyway, uh, I'm reminded of all of this, uh, you know, through social media and some folks, but I am going to L7 or whatever, right? And I'm like, oh, yeah, the Toxic Holocaust covered one of their songs. And so then I'm reading, like, the wiki page, and, like, the most infamous rock and roll moment that L7 ever had was when uh, uh, there was a delay in getting the show started. The band was actually on stage, but there was some sort of technicality going on. And uh, so the audience, growing impatient, waiting for the show to start, started chucking dirt, like mud or whatever, right, at the stage. Hmm. And apparently started hitting the members of L7. And so uh, the lead singer singer, uh, turned around uh, and removed her used tampon from herself and chucked it into the audience and said, there, take that, you fuckers. Oh. Wow. That's rock and roll. That is pretty. That is pretty rock and roll. That's rock and roll. Yeah. Now you'll notice that like she didn't get arrested for that. You know, I don't know where this took place exactly, but like there was no like uh, the lead singer of L Seven was arrested for throwing you know biohazard material into a crowd of a concert. <laughs> can you can you imagine if she had done this during the pandemic? <laughs> well, fucks out there. I'm sorry, uh, Major. I don't want to. I don't want to correct you, but uh, we've been using a new term now. It's propagandemic. Propagandemic. Yes, I, I, that, that's approvable. All right. Isn't that beautiful? I, 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 I will give that the golden stem from the, from the seal of the nose. The major approves. Captain approves. Does the mountaineer approve? Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. Hey, you know why seals have flat dicks? Um, because they're in the U.S. military? No, no, no. I got to turn on the speaker to do this, and you're going to have to have a visual. Uh, I don't want a visual. Also, we can't. Because it gets caught in their mouth. It's caught between their flippers. You realize that that while you can see us over at (laughs) watch.freetalklive.com, we have no way of seeing you. I told you you were going to have to have a visual. You got to make that shit up yourself sometimes, let it answer. It's a horrible fucking joke, Major. Yeah, I know. But anyway. As long as you know. All seals have a purpose. Oh, man. Oh, man. We're getting into dad jokes. I heard you saying some shit about that earlier, too. Already. Yeah, I did. But, like. I'm a great grandpa, dude. So, what do you have? Great granddad jokes? Great grandpa. How do you know? How do you know they're great? 
uh, because they've been around a hell of a lot longer than you and made a lot of chitlins. Well, right, but that doesn't make your jokes great. No. <laughs> well, I'm sorry. Is this quality control? I mean... If I reach the party to whom I'm speaking... Uh, operator? Operator. 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 Here. Can you connect Here. me with Major Payne, please? <laughs> operator. Can you connect me with the right, liquor okay. store? <laughs> no, no, I, th- I think I got carjacked or highwacked or some damn thing. Yeah, can I get uh, two packs Shakur to go, please? Two packs Shakur? Shakur? <laughs> What's that Shakur? Well, it only comes in packs of two, apparently. Well, I, I don't know. Two packs Shakur? It's like a, it's a play on Tupac oh, Shakur? Okay. Yeah, yeah. Okay, I got you. I got yeah, yeah. You. Uh, I, I guess I, I dig my foxhole's a little deep now. I'm tired of getting hit in the head. Yeah. All right, well, Major, what's going on in your world? What do you want to talk about? Well, dude, if you... You don't want me to tell you what the fuck's going on in my world. Cause okay, because, like, last week you were pretty revelatory. <laughs> well, my son's going to fucking prison. Oh, damn, shit. got hemmed up for doing stupid shit. That sucks. Don't do drugs. Any of you little assholes listening to me, don't do drugs. Well, big Disagree. assholes, too. Fucking methamphetamines twisted his mind, mm. and he's doing shit. He's a smart I mean, he, he's my son. He's yeah. fucking brilliant. And he's eloquent. And he's fucking ruined his life. And I'm probably going to be dead before he gets out of the fucking can. Mm, that, that sucks, dude. Very sad, dude. I can't imagine. <sighs> yeah. Do yourself a favor. Cut your nuts off. Don't have <laughs> children to make your life a lot fucking simpler. I've already uh, not had children, so uh, at least that I that I know of. It's possible that, you know, there's there's some, some bastard out there that's going to knock on my door someday and is like, Dad? But they'll be over 18. So <laughs> well, evidently, I'm a fucking spermicidal maniac. You kill your own sperm? No, I'm just, it's, it's, it's driving, driving me insane what's dripped out of my pecker. Uh, uh, that, you know, don't don't mistake my lack of You're children. You're the one making up fucking words all the time. Spermicidal maniac. I think that's pretty damn good. Well, no, a spermicidal maniac. Uh, that's. I mean, it it's got good. a great sound to yeah. it. It just implies that you like to kill sperm. Yeah. Oh. Well, Which gives yeah. me like the idea that oh, so you just jack off all the time. <laughs> well, no, that's that's oh, one of those things. Now, like, you know, I mean, some people are like, no, every life is sacred. It's like really, because. I kill millions of single-celled life forms every time I ejaculate. And, you know, a few every time I inhale air. So, can you imagine all like all the sperm they're getting ready to be launched out of the out of the dick or whatever and they turn around and they're like, "Okay, it's our time. We're going to go make another human." And they get launched out. And they're like, "Wait, go back. It's a <laughs> it's a mouth. It's a trap." <laughs> all right, you guys just Put a very dirty thought into my head, which I can only tell you on this. Yeah, show. I don't think we had this anything to do with that. <laughs> no, this, this is a joke from an old Hustler magazine. Oh, shit. And this big, fat, nasty woman is laying there, and she's got this vibrator in her hand. And the vibrator's got a sombrero on and a little Mexican vest and whatnot. And there's all kinds of creepy crotch critters crawling around her uh, 
special place, as I said before. Yeah, yeah. And the vibrator looks at this big old nasty woman and says, I ain't going down there without a six gun. Hey, uh, this brought yeah. to you by Old Hustler Magazine. <laughs> yeah. Hey, uh, Major. Larry Flint was a quite a twisted son of a bitch. There. I mean, okay. Hey, uh, Major. Uh, there's a there's a woman, and she has a uh, a penis in one hand, and uh, another penis in the other hand. What is her first and last name? Oh, good God Almighty! You're confusing me. Um. Give up. Yes, sir. Her name is Sharon Peters. Uh, oh, okay. <laughs> well, and this, and this is brought to you by Richard, Richard Whiskey, otherwise known as Dick Liquor. <laughs> <laughs> from <laughs> yes, and uh, remember, he comes from a a generation of uh, fine folks. His dad, of course, the infamous Richard Cranium. Mm, naturally. Naturally. You have to listen, you have to listen to everything your dad I, tells you. Yeah, I just remember uh us talking about the uh uh liquor dicks. All right, look, Major, we'll keep you on until somebody else calls, of course, but I do have to tell folks that the telephone number is six zero three two eight three six one six zero if you want to feel like people. Let them put ten cents in the pay phone. <laughs> Jesus, you are old, man. Yeah, <laughs> ten I cents. Yeah. Holy fuck! I found a fuck. I found a pool table in the UP that was only a dime one time. No. Wow. Yeah, and the next bar we went to was fifteen fucking cents. That's wow. wild. Yeah, no, I remember seeing that. I remember seeing them put a dime in the payphone on like an old Superman movie. I think it was, and I was like, wow. It used to be so cheap. Because the now there are no payphones. So, where do you think the kind of fucking thing came from? I'm gonna drop a dime on your ass. Yeah, no, I know exactly that. That's where that came from. The the whole phrase "drop a dime" meant you were gonna put a dime into a payphone and call the cops. Huh? I'm gonna yep. drop a dime on your ass. Oh, that's where that phrase comes from. Oh, you young son of a bitch! You need to get more education. Mm. You, you keep me on. I'll, I'll fucking. I'll hip you up. All the old school. I'll shit. keep you on. You make me feel less uh, less old. <laughs> yeah, you know what? I'm gonna drop dead long before you are, but that's all right. I, however, feel just as old as I am, regardless of <laughs> whether you two are here or not. You, you don't feel the sense of comparison. No, I. Uh, you know, I I think that I've just reached the age where I'm okay. You know, I, I'm fine with growing older and all that kind of a thing. Uh, I actually kind of enjoy it. Mm. Uh, I'm I'm pretty happy about being 50 because I didn't think I was going to make it half this far. <laughs> right? Growing up in the fucking 80s and shit with the whole fucking nuclear scare and they got us ducking and covering and fucking thinking that, I'm with you. That, that the I nukes were going to fall at any fucking minute and that you better live your life as if it were your last day because it just might be. That's how I got into, like, the whole rock and roll lifestyle, because it was like, well, fuck it, man. If we're all going, I'm going to go up partying. May as well have some sex, drugs, and rock and rock and roll. Fifty years later, here I am. Huh? I'm, Captain, I'm still there. Captain, I'm, o- I'm only, like, 10, 12 years older than you. And yeah. believe me, I felt the same shit. I oh, figured I'm sure I'd you be did. Dead by 30. I figured I'd be dead by 35. Here, I've damn near doubled it. Yeah, so here's a question. I mean... They pounded that shit into your head. 
I mean, duck and cover and all of that stuff. And here we are, back in the same scenario, like weirdly the same scenario, worried about Russia and America going into World War Three and a nuclear war, annihilating the, 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 the species and the planet and all. And this time, just nothing. Like, I've barely I've gets mentioned. It. I've already left this track in the creek. If you tell the same lie, it will become the truth. I mean, that has been... shit. Yeah, that has been the case, right? All you need to do is repeat the lie often enough and frequently enough, you know, broadcast it to as many people as possible. And well, the next thing you know, lie. right. And so, and you can only find got, this. The only thing you got to do is every fucking 20 years, put it up again. And then you've corrupted a generation. Mm. That's all it takes. Bang, bang, yeah. bang. Five times in a fucking hundred years. Yeah. Done. The, the victors write the history books. Mm-hmm. Mm. It's just the way no it doubt. is. And no it makes doubt. you wonder, like, what what is actual history, right? Like, like mm, if the winners are right, right in the history. What the, the fuck actually happened back then when I know for a fact I'm being lied to about all of this? Right. Yeah. No, well, it's a real. something I wanted to tell you guys. You want to know the, the definition of the word history? It comes from the Bible. His story. They're talking about Jesus. That is the base root of that fucking word. No, it's not. Yes, it is. No, it's not. I'll fucking arm wrestle you over it. Okay. Okay. <laughs> arm wrestling here on Beard Talk Live. Give come me on, another one. Come on no, over, man. I'm I'm right here in New Hampshire waiting for you. What do they call it when you want to know the history of a word? Etymology? Yes. Yes. Etymology. <clears throat> yeah, no, it, it just it, it, it just comes from the word story. But the French are weird, so they put an H in there, and it, no, it just means story. It just comes from the word story. It doesn't come from his story. It, the French screwed up the word, like they do. Well, the French fucking eat snails. That's true. Bastards. That's true. But escargot. Did you see how fast that escargot went? <laughs> Yeah, I've heard a few jokes like that. But you didn't answer was my that, question. That, that must have been in the Grand Pricks, right? <laughs> Grand D Pricks, yes. I believe it's pronounced. Yes, uh, that's like uh, they... Le June is uh, French for <laughs> the June. Uh. Yeah. Uh, here it says history, noun, uh, relation of incidents from Old French estoire, E-S-T-O-I-R-E. Estoire, meaning story, chronicle, uh, or history, ironically. <laughs> Modern French histoire, so they just put an H in front of estoire and changed the E into an I, and it became histoire, which is, is history. Uh, but that is from Latin historia, narrative of past events, account, tale, story from Greek historia, etc., and so on. So you kind of get the idea. Well, there are, you know as well as I do, in Latin and Greek, and especially the Hebrew, which it was interpreted from, there are many interpretations of the same word, like I just gave you on fur piece. Right? You know, speaking of Hebrew, I want to open a, uh, a microbrewery that is uh, only Jewish beer recipes mm. and call it Hebrew, oh, H-E-B-R-E-W. Mm-hmm. <laughs> nice. Hey, come on down to the Hebrew. Right? Oh, what did yeah. Hebrew today? Nice. Yeah. What up, right my Hebrews and Shebrews? <laughs> Open it right along the wharf so the rats can appreciate it. 
So you you didn't answer the question though. Like yeah, what's the why question? why is it that you know back in the, the last time we were here, I mean this was shoved down our throats. Like in school, it was every day we got to do a drill to climb under your desk because that's gonna help. Yeah. But yeah, duck and cover. Five minutes to midnight. Four minutes to midnight on the nuclear clock. And this time, nothing. Just total radio silence. Like, they don't even fucking mention, hey, we're on the verge of nuclear war. Just FYI. Yep. Like, just no mention. Well, Why? Why? You, you want my You want my answer? Yeah. I, I think because this time they realized that they crawled a little too far out on the end of the limb, and they no longer have control of the fucking teeter-totter. What do you mean? Well, think about it. They've been telling the same lie. Right. And now shit's getting out of fucking hand. Mm -hmm. And they really can't rein in all these wild stags and stallions and <clears throat> all that crazy bullshit that's going on. So yeah, they've climbed climbed too far out, just like in a fucking cartoon. Hold on, so you so you're saying too that too far out on the end of the limb, and you start sawing on the limb, and you drop your ass in the well. That's where the fuck we're going. So you're saying last time we were on the verge of nuclear annihilation, they had it well in hand, and we weren't I'm actually in it was danger. Or? Yes, I'm thinking it was bullshit. Whereas this time there's actual danger. So don't tell them about that. Yay. Yeah, that's. That's a fair explanation. Because, well, like, that bugs me. It honestly bothers me that we are not talking about this and, you know, stopping it from happening. Yeah, more importantly, stopping it from really, happening. Really, yeah. that's the important part. And, like, seriously, are we going to be the afterlife and all of us libertarians will be like, see, I fucking told you so. Because that is where we're at. Like, this is what happens when you let there be a monopoly on the initiation of force. I mean, sorry to beat a dead horse, but this is what happens when you have a government. Yes. And this can only happen when you have a government. Right. No other organization type has these types of results. Right. And wouldn't you know it... This happens every fucking time that you have a government. You end up with more and more destructive capacity, greater and greater ability to annihilate human life. Yep. Yep. <clears throat> All right. Now, near as I can figure, the word govern comes from, uh, uh, hell, I don't know where it comes from, but it, it just basically means to have standing. Nope. And meant. Well, Steer. okay, you can correct me. You can correct me on that, but let, let me finish my thought. Yep. Mint is the process just to be able to fucking mint coins. Hmm? Right? Mint coins. And it goes okay. all the way back to Caesar and before. So tell me where I'm fucked up on the govern thing. Where does the what's the origin of the word govern? I do oh, not it means know. to steer. I thought it meant what's to your limit. Magic rectangles? No, it means to steer, steer? or direct. Okay. Yeah, like uh, uh, like you would uh, govern a boat by moving the rudder. Uh, okay. All right, all right. So it's just to adjust or to control. Yeah. yeah. Yes. Hey, uh, hey, major, stay right there. Right. Don't go anywhere. Stay there. Free or beard talk live? Who the fuck is this? It's fucking Dan Prescott. Hey, fucking Dan. How the fuck are you? Fucking good. Fucking A. What's on your fucking mind? 
Uh, well, I'm, I just like to talk about anti-communism, you know. Anti- anti-communism? Okay. All right. Well, is your aunt a communist? Anti-communism? I'm anti-communism. You know, America is founded on founding fathers. They depended on not having a monarchy, which basically is communism, because they have a dictatorship. But, you know, we need to have elected officials, and we need to have a government, a less government, but we need to have elected officials that run departments, you know. Are you fucking high? <laughs> Why? <laughs> Why? Because you sound stoned as fuck. It's true. <laughs> like, I know stoned people. No, not that there's anything wrong no, with I, that. In fact, I wish I was as high as you sound. <laughs> Are you guys libertarians? We are. I've been called worse <laughs> by, by much better people. Uh, what are you, Dan? Well, I'm an independent. Okay. Well, first off, I got to say that uh, monarchy is not communism at all. Well, at leadership all. wise. Now, I can see how you end up with a dictator in both systems. That's true. Well, you know, it's just like if you're the owner of a few slaves, and then if you die, the slaves are inherited to you. You know what I'm talking about? No. Hmm. No, I, I lost the thread, man. I am I am not high enough to follow this conversation, I think. Well, uh-huh. and, but, well, that's too fucking bad. But modern-day people are slaves, just free-range slaves. They just adjusted slavery to, instead of taking 100% of your life's effort from you, they take eh, 25, 50, somewhere in that range, depending on where you shop and you know what you buy and all that kind of a thing. And instead of feeding their slaves and giving them a place to live, they make them go do that. Yeah, and then they also have to hire their own fucking uh, mm, cattle rustlers, Mm -hmm. if you will. These are known as police. Mm -hmm. They rustle up the cattle when the cattle start getting out of line or going outside the fences too much or whatever. Yeah, the tax cattle. Yeah. Well, I mean, you need police force in everyday society. No, you need security in everyday society, something police don't usually provide. If but you, you can't compete are, with them because they claim a monopoly. If you are in trouble, will you call a crackhead? Why would I call a crackhead if I'm in trouble? I mean, unless I am in trouble because I'm out of crack. <laughs> so if you are getting robbed, yeah. would you call the police? Fuck no. Fuck no, I'll get robbed twice that way. Yeah, what's the point of calling the yeah, police? Yeah, I mean, honestly, what I would do... Uh, if I got robbed and was not going to defend myself, I would hit cell 411. Yes. I don't know if you've heard of this, Dan. There's a, an app called cell 411 where you can actually uh, designate uh, first responders of your own. So if you have uh, a tight-knit group of family or friends or uh, other folks who have the same sort of uh, belief system that you do or people that you just generally trust, 
uh, you can appoint them or go to them and say, hey, will you be in my in my cell for you know emergency response? And they'll be like, sure. And then you add them to your list. And so when you get in trouble, uh, instead of uh, calling the police, you simply hit a button on your app and it calls everybody in your first responder list. And guess what happens? They show up in minutes. Because mm-hmm. when second counts, mm-hmm. or when seconds count, the police are minutes away. Yeah. And no, I've used it before. Like uh, uh, there was this uh, uh, girl getting chased and like running to her car and they were trying to like pull her out of there and I yelled at him to stop and that distracted them long enough for her to drive off and then they start coming at me Mm. and I'm like, oh shit, this might be about to get violent. I should probably let, you know, my friends know, um, here's where I'm at. Some, something's happening. Yep. So sure enough, I poke on the cell 411 um, I mean, I diffused the situation within, you know, a, a really short period of time, so it didn't matter that much. But You de-escalated your own situation? Yeah. Wow. But within two minutes, I had someone there. Someone had show, had gotten my cell 411 message and driven down to make sure I was all right. Okay, another conversation. Uh, okay, wait, hold that back. thought. Hold that thought, Dan. Hold that thought. Beard Talk Live, who the fuck is this? Hey, Captain it's Rob over here in BT. Rob, how you doing? Pretty good, brother. How's, how's Beakless doing? I'm doing well. How's Upside Down New Hampshire? Oh, well, it's the same as it is over in Vermont. It's Upside Down. <laughs> hey, uh, the reason why I called in, that, that last guy, what was his name, Dan? Yep. Mm-hmm. I mean, did he just... Where the hell has he been on a fucking desert island? Cops don't want to help people. Right. They want to hurt people. That's uh, what they do. It is uh, what they're you good know, at. They, well, that's the same thing with attorneys and judges. They don't give a fuck at all. No. Yeah. No, not well, about people. We're, we're just, we're, we're the, I mean, we're like lottery tickets for them. Mm-hmm. You know, and. Uh, Meal tickets. And it's no speak- well, I mean, look, it's no secret. Look at the youth detention center over in your state. Right. My God, it's out of control. Yeah. You know? And uh, it's not like it just started happening, you know, a couple of years ago. It's been going on since the early 60s. Right. Yeah. You know? And, I mean, where's the fucking outrage? Yeah. That is a good question. Uh, it seems to me that... Uh, and, you know, I have no evidence of this, but it seems to me that the uh, ability of information to travel really fast would have resulted in us seeing it more. But it mm. seems to have had the opposite effect. And I can't place why. I don't know why. I mean, people should be outraged on a daily basis about so many things. And maybe that's the problem. Maybe, like, the world is just so outrageous that, like, everybody's like, oh, whatever. Well, and I mean, to be fair, that's that that is part of how they get away with all this shit, because like if you focus on one thing that really pisses you off, okay, well, while you're fixing that, you might actually fix that one thing. Yeah. But while you're fixing that one thing, how much did they fuck up in the process? Like how many other things completely unrelated to this? Did they go behind your back and do terrible, terrible things to? Yeah, I don't know. So you're fixing one problem. Like, you started out with one problem, then you fixed that one problem, and by the end of it, you've got ten problems. Yeah. And that's how government works. That, I was going to say, that sounds just like how government works. Yeah. They create a problem, exactly. then they pretend to be the solution to the problem, and by the mm-hmm. time they're done, you've got 
10 more problems. Yeah, who was you it know. that said uh, they break your legs and then give you a crutch and say, see, without me, you wouldn't have a crutch. You wouldn't be able to walk. Yeah, that's it. Yeah. See, if they had dealt with this back in the early 60s, we wouldn't be here today. Well, you, know, I you mean, could say that about the- so many things, right? You could say, uh, you know, without uh, 1913, right? We wouldn't be here today. Without, I'm a big you know. fan of that one, actually. Yeah. Because seriously, like, we never fixed it. No. Like, if we'd, well, if that's we'd not just... true. That's not true. Hmm? Bitcoin. Yeah. But, right. uh, personally, though, what I think should happen is, uh, you know, people that break the law that do this kind of sick fucking shit to little kids, yeah. no, they, they, they really need to set up, a, a you know, like a, a, a guillotine or, or maybe a pillory or, uh, or a stockade right out in the middle of the common, like a dean, you know, or maybe doing some public hanging. Rob's you know, for public execution of, of, of pedos. Yeah, I'm you know? good with it. I mean, don't yeah, get me wrong. Absolutely. It's important to have a trial first. Because, number oh, yeah. one, you don't want to get this wrong. Yep. Number two, you want to make sure that everybody knows why this is happening. Exactly yeah. why this is happening. Yep. And this needs to be done in the public for everyone to see. Hmm. So well, they'll realize that if they cross the line or break the law that these are the consequences you yeah. know uh, well i think that's used to be in the olden days well i think that's uh, like rob have you heard about uh, what happened with uh, uh nancy pelosi's husband yes yeah that's what happens when you can't get justice someone gets exactly. pissed off enough to go try and get it themselves oh street justice yeah yeah or or yeah. it's also known as man's law Right. And here's the thing. So, like, you have the this couple that is very clearly and flagrantly violating the law in front of all of us. We all know. We can see it. We can prove it. It's yeah. very easy to see. And they're untouchable. Okay, yeah. well, what the fuck are we supposed to do with that? Mm-hmm. Well, someone apparently decided that uh, they would do something about it. Yeah. And, I mean... This isn't ideal, but I can see why you would want to do something about it. Yeah, mm-hmm. uh, I, I I agree. I mean, there's uh, you know, as far as man's law is concerned, uh, you hear about this in prisons, right? Mm. And that is uh, even amongst you know the most uh, heinous and violent of criminals that are you know contained within prisons. Sometimes, uh, not saying I mean, there's so many people in prisons that aren't violent. It's just Unbelievable. Something else to be outraged about. But even amongst the most violent in prisons, uh, pedophiles, uh, you know, they their lives are in danger on a daily basis because even the most violent of criminals uh, don't like pedophiles. Like, sure, I killed 20 people and ate some of them, yeah. but I didn't touch kids. Right. Right. Like, weird well, way to draw the line, but uh, okay, fair enough. Wasn't there a parole officer or a probation officer in New Hampshire that just got sent to prison for about 11 years for mm. child pornography recently? I, First time hearing of it. Yeah, I feel like I might have heard something about that, but I don't know if it was New Hampshire that's the one I'm thinking about. But I believe, I believe it was New Hampshire. It was just recently. Okay. You know, and it's, you know, those kind of people, they do shit like that. Yeah. Well, you we know, just and- uh, we just did a story earlier on Free Talk Live about uh, an officer in Kansas City 
who hogtied an autistic 12-year-old child, tossed him in the back of the patrol car, proceeded to elbow and kneel on him in, you know, pressure point areas. And then other cops were like, hey, man, do you need any help? He was like, no. And he reached for his taser, and he tased the little bastard. Yeah. That's just, where's, you know. And he's still got a job. Yeah. Yeah. And hopefully, you know, there's a lot of outrage about that and what the police do to innocent people. Well, hopefully there's enough outrage that we decide to stop it. We can't hand this monopoly over. We can't hand anyone a monopoly. Yeah, no. In fact, uh, all of the power that exists, uh, we'll call it in the United States for just a geographic reference, mm-hmm. uh, all of the power that exists should be evenly distributed amongst everybody. Mm-hmm. Period. Yeah, that's the thing. Power is a corruptive influence. If you get powerful, you tend to become a worse person, and that's dangerous. So if you have this dangerous substance, you got to spread it as wide as possible. And that's the only way to deal with it. Yep. And the way of spreading it as wide as possible is that you let every individual adult make their own decisions about their own lives. And that is uh, provable by the existence of, well, many things, but cryptocurrency. Mm. The fact that there is something that uh, is normally considered a powerful thing that exists in society that was built by man that distributes the power evenly amongst individuals. And it even allows you to not participate if you don't want to. Yeah. Hey, Rob, stay right there. Don't go away. Beard Talk Live, who the fuck is this? This is your fucking nightmare, dickhead. I have you on hold on the other line. Why'd you hang up? Because this, I don't know, I, you got in this commercial run shit, and whenever, like... Oh, you're not hearing... Man. Yeah, you're not hearing the There's show while you're on hold. Oh. Uh, that is a... Uh, that's a thing we'll have to maybe... Yeah. Old pa. Yeah, no, that's... Uh, that is bullshit. It's not an old pa, it's a faux pa. Uh. Although major could be both. An old faux pa. Not to be confused with a faux pa. <laughs> <laughs> Front butt. You know what that is, Major? Don't answer that question. Oh, I don't. Uh, yes, I do. Fupa. Hey. Oh. I thought it was like part of polka. Fupa, 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 no, fupa, that's a, fupa, that's fupa, a furry fupa. tuba. A furry tuba. It's only played on the coldest nights when the polka must be done. Wait, are you still on hold on the other line, Major? Do you have two phones? No. All right, hang on. Major, are you there? Is anyone there? Bueller? Bueller? Hello? All right. Uh, who are the other two callers? Beard Talk Live, who the fuck is this? Check one, two. Uh, this is Dan. Oh, it's, oh, it's Dan still. Hey, Dan. All right, have you, have you come down a little bit? Come down from your buzz? Yeah, a little bit. A little bit? All right. Do you have anything else to, to talk about? Man, I would just like to know what your guys' favorite presidents are, since you guys are libertarians. Oh, William Henry Harrison. If only all presidents could follow in his perfect example. Oh, my God. Wow. You are just beaming with, like, uh, I'll tell you who my favorite president is. None. That's my favorite president. That's cheating. No, it isn't. That's cheating. That's like saying black is, is something you can't wear because it's not a color. Most what? people think that black should be hanged, but I don't know. 
most people. I beg to differ. Yeah, you're you're there way, are, you're there way are some fuck people. off base on that. There are, are, are you one of those people, Dan? Are you one of those people, Dan? No, I'm just saying. Okay. Right. January 6th. What about January 6th? Dan? Hello? Somebody sprayed a can of Dan Be Gone. Beard Talk Live, who the fuck is this? You really are a fat-fingered fiddle-fucking bastard, aren't you? Uh, well, you know, we have multiple callers, and so I, you know, like to get to them. It's true. I, well, okay, but were you planning on dumping me, or? No, I was going to bring I, you back in a I, little I, while. I out your hair. Well, when we've got multiple regular callers, we like to cycle through them. Yeah. I just put you on hold so I could get back to you, that's all. All right, well, okay, I thought you was dumping me. No, if I dumped you, you would hear the phone hang up, and then you'd be like, that bastard dumped me. I'm fucking calling him back, just like you did. Except if I was dumping you, I'd feed you a load of bullshit like, it's me, not you. It's just the wrong time in my life. <laughs> You're not drunk enough yet, Major. <laughs> now, I had a long... F- Dude, I told you what happened with my kid and shit. Yeah. I've had a long fucking hard ride here. I hear you. Okay, all right. H- hang on, Major. Stay right there. Don't go anywhere. Beard Talk Live, who the fuck is this? Beard Talk Live going once. Beard Talk Live going twice. Hello? I thought this was still Rob, but right? apparently not. These guys don't know how to play the Beard Talk Live game. Apparently. Major at least makes his own fucking rules about Beard Talk Live. It's right? true. He's like, fuck this, I'm calling these fuckers back. God damn it. By God, you will lick the sweat off my nutsack before I'm dead. The fuck I will. I know you won't, but it's a good damn line. You will die before I lick the sweat off your nutsack, Major. I'll tell you that much for fuck sure. Ugh, Jesus, man. Ah, I'm. You're right. I probably you getting will. visuals. I'm an old damn bastard. I mean, they'll bury. I hope they bury me deep so I don't come back to haunt y'all. I love you. You know that, boy. <laughs> ah, but so a, that's how drunk he is. But in a strictly platonic way. <laughs> oh, yes. No, I'm not. No, I have never been. I don't know, oh. man. You're telling me to lick the sweat off your nutsack. Sounds that pretty, is that sounds pretty less homo. than heterosexual. No, it's just, an, it's just an old fucking insult that I usually use. You you just lick the sweat off my nutsack. I'm, I'm done with you. All right? I'm sorry. I didn't mean to. Insult. Well, he's drunk enough I'm to hit back. the "I love you" stage. So, all right. I love you guys. I love you. That's, no, that's me. That's on a very specific stage of drunkenness. It is. That's me on tequila, though. Like, oh yeah. Like I can drink whiskey, and like I have this. Uh, I don't know. It's this weird ability to like drink mass quantities of alcohol and still Fuck appear to appear to remain weird. somewhat sane mm-hmm. uh, until tequila. Gotcha. <laughs> tequila, I just become a hippie. Man, I just love everybody, man. Why can't we just be peaceful again? Like, it's the opposite of what happens to other people when they drink tequila. Like, tequila is infamous for people getting their rage on and getting all, you know, fired up. Violent. Yeah, violent and all that kind of stuff. And I drink tequila and I'm just like, hey, man. (laughs) Now, Captain, okay, you're talking about tequila. You You gotta drink the stuff with the worm in it. And yeah, I have. I'm gonna go back. I'm gonna go way back in my mental recollections. 
I had a buddy of mine that was my roommate when I was only like 18 years old. He'd done three tours in Nam. Okay. He, oh, Jesus, I don't even want to, he's, I'm sure he's dead. Had horns growing out of his neck from Agent Orange and shit. Even his kids was in fucked with that shit. Agent Orange, it, is that like it, a FBI agent? No, it's the crap they used to spray to kill the fucking plants. Yeah, I know. I know what it is. I was just being facetious. Well, don't don't fiddle fuck my mind. I'm trying to be on track here. Well, I'm trying to run a show here too. So, well, dude, I'm you. You, you just made the record skip. What you did? Oh, we just need to, you know, make sure we strike a balance. Is all. All right. Well, you know what Agent Orange is. I do. And and most of the people that are listening probably don't. So, all right, I, I'll grant you that. Um, but anyway. Damn, you made me skip my record again. <laughs> All right, gra- g- gather your thoughts. Going? Gather your thoughts. Beard Talk Live, who the fuck is this? Hello. Hello. Oh, is this Dan again? Yeah, it is. Hey, Dan, you sound much better this time. What did you do? Uh, I, I took some water, you know. Drink some water? Your phone sounds better, too. Better. I'm not sure. Showed you about three glasses of uh, no, was this water you know mixed with anything else, or was it just you know regular ass water? Regular tap, straight from the tap. Straight from tap. No, no filtration or anything. No, whatever. Did you okay, but, did you use the water to I don't know like uh, take some pills maybe? Nope. Okay. All right. So what's on well, your mind, Dan? I was gonna ask this, but. What is your guys' thoughts on January 6th? I think it's the natural progression of the days of the week in the month of January. That is to say that January 5th would come first, then January 6th, and then right after that, January 7th. As long as January 1st doesn't come 5th. Right, yeah. Although you could drink a 5th on the 1st. And I have. Yeah, but do you guys think that Trump is in the wrong or? Uh, okay. I think so, everybody's in the wrong because Trump is a power hungry uh, narcissist and everybody who follows him uh, thinks that Trump is a fucking deity. Uh, they're worshiping at the altar of DT. That's Donald Trump for those of you who can't you know, figure out what an acronym is. Uh, I, I think that everybody is in the wrong. They all falsely believe in authority. They hallucinate that there is uh, this thing called authority and that they can give it away to somebody like Donald Trump, and Donald Trump will exercise that authority in their favor and be their fucking savior. None of that is true. They're all on their own. Yeah, but do you guys think that Pence was in the wrong for following the Constitution? Because some people think that he should be hanged for what he did. Well, I think he should be hanged for completely different reasons. After a trial. Publicly. Can you elaborate on that? Yes, he can. Yeah, sure. I mean, like, so, for one thing, do you have any idea how many war crimes the United States is com- is committing right now throughout the world? Yeah, but America is the peacekeeper for the world. What? What makes you think that? Well, you're safe, aren't you? No. No. In fact, uh, I'm not very safe at all. In fact, the studio I'm sitting in, 
uh, has been raided by the U.S. government twice. Yeah. Not to mention the fact that because of the actions of the United States federal government, I am right now at risk of nuclear annihilation. I would not be had it not been for their extensive interference. And it goes on right now. When I drive around in the streets, either to come to and from the studio, I'm at risk of being uh, assaulted by uh, men in funny costumes with a shiny little star who are armed, uh, who claim the authority to throw me in a cage if I don't uh, drive my vehicle exactly the way they specify. And if you don't give them money when they decide that you need to. But you have to do it through a very specific process with a lot of paperwork. So you also have to render free labor, which is slavery. Is that elaborate enough for you there, Dan? Yeah, but I think that America needs to help other nations, like in the Middle East, like the Arabs. They're trying to protect, and they're trying to get democracy into the Middle East. Well, we're not getting attacked by any foreign nations, I hope not, but... America has done a steady job, except for 9-11, on international attacks. America has caused the international attacks, including 9-11. Like, who do you think armed and trained Al-Qaeda? Well, it was the Reagan administration, but we are entitled to help them. So okay, Dan, let me ask you this. You think that uh, people in the Middle East need some help, right? They do. Okay, so how come you're not over there helping them? Well, I'm not certainly the age to help. Are you under 18? I am a senior at my high school. Yeah, You don't have to reveal too much. I just you know, was curious what your age range was. That's fine. Yeah. I, I got the idea. Uh, if you could, mm-hmm. would you go over there and help directly? 100%. Okay, so, uh, you know, when you're done with high school, uh, you're going to buy a plane ticket and go over to the Middle East and help out, right? Yeah. Okay, cool. Sweet. Dan, oh, that's consistent. Yeah, Dan stands behind his actions. So you know, one of the things I don't like about uh, politicians particularly is they will say things that uh, sound just like what Dan said. Mm-hmm. You know, but we they won't do anything. They won't do anything about it themselves. Mm. They refuse the direct action and instead choose to uh, order other people to go over and uh, die for whatever cause that they feel is du jour. Yeah, when a politician says we need to help, they mean you all need to give me money. You know, under threat of violence, and you all need to go murder people, and that will help them. Dan? Well, you know, the Bush administration had some good intentions. You know, 9-11 was a massive, a massive threat to our nation, and we needed to have some payback for that. You know, how many Americans how about some payback for How about some payback yeah. for the vice president that allowed it to, to occur? Yeah, or or let's uh, let's get payback by attacking a country that had nothing to do with it whatsoever. Right. I mean, like <laughs> according to the official story, the nineteen hijackers were primarily from uh, Saudi Arabia. Yeah. Hey, Dan, hold on. Stay right there. Beard Talk Live. Who the fuck is this?
Oh, come on. You know who the fuck this is. Yeah, I, I did. I just like to say Beard Talk Live. Who the fuck is this? <laughs> it's true. It, it is a little bit liberating after having to, you know, stifle the the expressiveness that I would ordinarily be uh, uh, doing on the radio. It does two things. It brands the show, right, which is good for the, the reputation of Beard Talk Live. That's true. And it also uh, advertises that we're an uncensored show because I use the word fuck. Mm-hmm. Right, so Beard Talk Live, who the fuck is this? It's a, it serves so many purposes for the show. It's just perfect, and I didn't even invent that. That was uh, Richie Rich came up with that of mm. all people. So I like it. Thank you, Richie Rich, if you're listening. Yeah, uh, shout Rich, out Richie, Richie Rich. Sometimes, some some, some I've always sometimes. Is, uh, I I don't want to tell you guys this and take it personally, but like, but you're gonna when somebody calls me that I don't know who the hell it is. It's just my go to hell. Kiss my go to hell. Wow. Kiss my go to hell. That's not even profane. Like, that's safe for radio. Yeah. Kiss my go to hell. Kiss my go to hell. Yeah, and peaceable will never radio. Quite corrupt. What was that? I said that was quite corrupt. It's peaceable enough for radio. It It is is. peaceable enough for radio. It is. It's almost like a portmanteau of phrases. A phrase manteau? Yeah, phrase manteau. Look at that. Yeah, just off the top of my oh, head. Well, nice. I'm on fire. I'm trying to pick back up on what he's talking about. All right, well, oh, you gather God. your thoughts, and we'll take this next call. Beard Talk Live, who the fuck is this? This Dan from Jackson, Michigan. A different Dan. Hey, Dan. What's on your mind? Hi. Hey, Dan. Uh, am I in the air already? You are, well, on the air is kind of a misnomer. You're on a, 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 a live stream, so you are being broadcast to potentially hundreds, maybe even thousands of people. I'm fine with calling okay. it on air. Okay, I mean, we are uh, we are transmitted over Wi-Fi. Yeah, we don't uh, screen right. calls here on Beard Talk Live. Well, we are a, fork, a free talk live, <laughs> and we it are uncensored, so that's why I answered the, the call, Beard Talk Live, who the fuck is this? Okay, this is Dan. Uh, I just want to bring up uh, the way that I know you guys aren't into this, but the way that the political and religious uh, uh, Scene is is it coincides with Bible prophecy? Mm. That's my comment, and I want to see what your take is, and maybe I can uh, enlighten you a little bit or something. I'm not a Bible scholar sure. or a born again believer. I just uh, know a little bit about Bible prophecy. What's uh, the thing that bothers me about comparing current events to biblical prophecy? isn't the biblical yeah. prophecy it's that so many current events can be construed as you know one of the happenings of like revelations or something like that uh, and in fact right. has happened repeatedly uh when i was doing the heavy metal ah. thing and i was in bands back in the seattle area uh i think there were two different uh end of the world proclamations that coincided right. with you know events in the Bible, and neither right, of them occurred, right. of course. But we had shows on those days because we wanted to play a heavy metal show at the end of the world, <laughs> right? And we, you know, so we we would have like the rapture show with like you know yeah. uh, we would lay out like pieces of clothing with you know no body in it, you know, in the parking lot. Yeah. So like oh, he got raptured. It's the end of the world. <laughs> you know? well, there's there's a difference between like the worldview and the actual Bible prophecies. Because people don't, aren't going to just suddenly disappear in the air, in thin air. That's not the way it's written. It's everybody will know and see the Lord come back, but 
and he said things that will happen before he does come back, and those things are are forming right before our faces. How many of them it, are there, it, and how far are we into uh, the list? Well, pretty deep, because uh, it's, it's prophesied to be a socialistic, one-world government that, um, you know, the U.N. is basically the precursor to that. And there's all kinds of precursors to the mark of the beast with our technology and uh, the, not the decentralized, but the centralized currencies, mm-hmm. crypto stuff. It, it, it just, it's just too, too, uh, it's not coincidental. It can't be. Yeah, it was uh, something that uh, we brought up on uh, Free Talk Live earlier is how the the central bank digital currency is very likely to be the exact mark of the beast. I mean, uh, what oh, what it has in go. the prophecy is that uh, unless you have the mark on your hand or on your forehead, uh, well, you will not be able to buy or sell, which, The mark I mean, of the beast doesn't, doesn't happen until the Antichrist is revealed and he, and he proclaims the fact that you must... Uh, Worship the beast and take the mark. Hey, so I, I, we, we're we're not at the mark of the beast, but we're pretty. We got the technology that can take us there easily. Dan's yeah. like and it's the, on the horizon. The, it's coming. Yeah, right. Yeah, right. I just want you guys. I don't like. I love. No, I, think I love this show. No, I think. I, I think, think you're you guys, right. your ideologies are are wonderful, and just like the way you like anti-government. Well, just keep staying that anti. Uh, 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 and when it becomes the beast, I'm sure we'll be on the same team. <laughs> hey, I have a question for you, Dan. Uh, I, I want to, and maybe you don't know what the the parameters are, but I've wanted to ask some self-professed Christians this question, and I've not gotten an opportunity to do so until just now. All right. Uh, you know about Bitcoin, or at least know that it exists. Do you yeah, believe? I can't it. <laughs> of course, but do you believe that that Bitcoin has the qualities of a miracle, uh, according a miracle. to Christian faith? And it's more like technology, <laughs> and some smart somebody smart. I don't know. I went. I don't see. I'm not big on that miracle thing because people always say, "Oh, God, God stepped in there." You know, it had to be God. You know, I'm not. I'm not claiming to be the the best uh, born again sure. Christian believer because I'm 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 far from born again. <laughs> I don't even know exactly what that would mean for me. I think if I was born again, I'd be two feet off the ground in reality, not just in talk. But um, no, I don't really think it's a miracle. But I think it's a way to get around Mark of the Beast. I really do. Agreed. And that's what. That's because, um, but then I worry, what if he gets all of that? What if he gets control of that? And then we're all like, oh, shit, now what do we do? And but, I mean, the, the, the thing for me is that it seems to me that they are using the book of Revelations as a playbook. Like, they are... That's what? No kidding. Yep. I've heard that. And it's like, they can't... Could they be... Uh, yeah, I've heard that. It's like, no crap. It's like... Yeah, I mean, like, this doesn't have to be a matter of faith. It's just a matter of, like, look, this this literature exists. It is extremely widely read. And there is this group of people that like to run everyone's lives and will do it by hook or by crook. 
that are perfectly comfortable doing yeah. things that most of us consider deeply evil in order to acquire and maintain their power. And right. these people, a lot of them, have a uh, they enjoy uh, acting according to the biblical prophecy of the end of time. And the That's United what, the United States of America for a while. Yeah, the United yeah. States of America is still largely uh, what they call a Christian nation. That is when they do like the census and that kind of thing. They ask people what their religion are or is. Uh, hundreds of millions <laughs> okay, of them claim Christianity. Now, mm-hmm. if you right. want to frighten people uh, and you know get them scared enough to look to your organization for continued help to get out of whatever their fear <laughs> is. Uh, wouldn't it behoove you to go to what they believe is their scripture, read through it, and use some of those things against them to keep them in a state of fear constantly? Right. Well, here's where here's I don't know exactly what you mean, but here's something. I'll tell okay, you what I mean. You know how, All right, go ahead. You know, okay, like fundamentalist uh, 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 Muslims, like according, I guess what I've heard is according to the Quran. They are supposed to kill people that don't, won't, don't or won't follow their religion. And that's like how many percent of them Muslims are that way. And then about, I think that maybe like maybe just 10% of the Christians, proclaimed Christians in the world got it right. Because most of them, I know, just from what I know about Christianity, mm-hmm. they got it wrong. You got to be all in, or you can't be part in, half in. You got to be all in. So, uh, um, that's, well, that's all I got to say. Well, I mean, as, <laughs> as I understand it, the Quran includes like you're not supposed to convert people by the sword. But, I mean, the fact of the matter is that most Muslims don't actually know what's in that book. I mean, you can tell them all sorts of facts that are in the book about, okay, Muhammad did this, Muhammad did this, and it will blow their mind, and they have no idea. And and what... what I... Yeah, I mean... I don't know exactly what's in the Quran. I I can't even imagine trying to read it. I can't even read the Bible. Well, I mean, I'll tell you two things about Muhammad. (laughs) Number one, Muhammad is what most Muslims posit as just the ideal. Like, what is the perfect man? And that's just what they think of when they think of Muhammad, is their individual idea of what a perfect human being would be like. Mm. And number two, he was a warlord. Mm. (laughs) And, I mean, uh, uh, Jesus was a lot of things, but warlord wasn't one of them. Right. Seems to be the case. (laughs) Well, not a warlord, but he just conquered nations for Israel. But... I don't know. I I thought that Muslims were were told. Well, I heard there's lots of uh, 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 things that don't don't match up in the our Quran. They're I forgot the word. I'm kind of nervous. Well, you're They're contradictive. They're contradictive. Well, but according to the people that know the Bible, that like Bible scholars, they claim there's no contradictions. And I, I believe that because I can't really find any. Because oh, you, you got to take all scripture there together. You no, got, there's, you there's plenty. To get, you got to take it together with the other scripture. No, to, there's there, – so, for example, there are uh, a couple of places where uh, two different parts of the Bible describe the same event, 
and they do yeah. so differently. And not like this one has details, this one doesn't. No, like they use different numbers for the number of thises and thats. Mm. Oh, I don't, I don't know about that. But yeah, I'm not a Bible scholar. I don't claim to be. <laughs> I just want to give you a, like, just kind of remind you that way things look. They look that way anyways. And I've been studying this for about, I forget, eight, nine years. And every time I, I see this stuff happening in the news, it's closer and closer to that truth. Yeah. Well, I mean, what like, Captain was uh, pointing out earlier is that it it would make sense if you're trying to scare the absolute shit out of a particular population is you I'm take the you nobody. take the <laughs> the story that that population is most fond of the most popular story of that population and you say okay what is the villain what does the villain do what does the villain act like <laughs> what are the little like you know what are the little key things that would help you know that okay this is the bad guy in this story if you ran right. into them and then they do exactly that so that when people in that culture see that you're doing this, it freaks them out and then yeah. they become scared of you. Well, for one thing, I was raised Catholic, but I, uh, I, I, I now believe them to be the mystery Babylon and the great harlot in the Bible. I hear you. And, uh, but that, I don't know. It's so complicated. I just wanted to call you guys because I love your show, and I just it never comes up unless I call. Yeah, fair point. Well, so the, one of the things I'd like to say about uh, Catholicism is that it is inexorably tied up with the state. So I mean, like, yeah. uh, r- oh, right- that's where that's where uh, the Holy Roman Empire comes in. The Holy Roman Empire came back in 2009 with Gorbachev and uh, Bush and some other character. I forget who. I maintain, yeah, whole, I maintain that uh, the United States is the second Rome. Third. No. Third? It, it, yeah, it, third. It, uh, England. Oh. Yeah. It's not, Rome, it's not then England, Babylon, then the U.S. It's not Babylon? It don't, fit, it don't fit, fit the mystery Babylon, the one, the city on seven hills that's destroyed in the end times hmm. that's got to be Rome because of the way it oh yeah clues oh yeah clues. uh Rome like famously is the, the city Vatican, of seven hills in, the, in particular Rome <laughs> yep but just so you got a heads up I know uh, I don't know you guys and one other thing mm-hmm. is like you're I don't know if they call it a movement, like your free, your free state. Um, yeah, we call it the greater it liberty migration. Mm-hmm. Yeah, all that. Is that, okay, it's a great thing you're doing, but do you think it might be futile in a way? If I thought or that, what? I wouldn't be here. Right. And, and I wouldn't still that, be here. So, I mean, I've been here right. for years, and like... I got to tell you, it'd be a hell of a lot easier for me to like just you know go go live near my family. Like right. that, that'd be so much easier than being out here. Warmer too. How much, but, how much colder are you than Michigan, <laughs> Southern Michigan? Mm, probably probably about the same. I, yeah, I don't I don't want to go colder. 
I no, we. Older. I, I grew up in Wisconsin, and uh, I spent uh, about oh, five years in Minneapolis. Uh, Minneapolis, oh, by good. far, is far colder than New Hampshire. Yeah. Well, and I, I, I mean, got to tell you, so like, one thing that I am absolutely certain of is that communities empower individuals. That's true. I mean, the the yeah. reason that so much effort is spent by the most evil people on the planet to destroy communities, to replace the the functions of a community with a violent monopoly, is right. because legitimate communities are incredibly empowering to each individual member of them. Yeah. And we actually have a really great community here. I mean, I still feel like it's uh, sort of in the early stages of it, but yeah, I mean, it's... Early. But still, Not, it's already an extraordinary community here in New Hampshire. That is one one other point is uh, I believe is um, Israel doesn't fall to the Antichrist until Armageddon. The you know the army the the um the not World War Three Armageddon and the United States I believe defends Israel through through the end time the, the three and a half years of end time tribulation and so what encourages me about your libertarian um freedom movement I'll call it is that we can't stay a socialistic uh, divided nation if we're going to stand against this beast the beast that's that's my encouragement there you know, you know i mean you're you're not wrong in that people need to come together in support of each other to defend themselves uh, when they are addressed yeah. upon you you're not wrong uh, they're you I'm know. talking about the the beast the one world government coming against us people over here sitting in this territory. Sure, in any situation, especially that one. Well, I mean, I'll tell you this much. Uh, The only thing that makes me a fan of nationalism is globalism. Right, that's exactly it. And uh, as soon as we don't have globalism to worry about, I'm going to be a hardcore anti-nationalist again. Yeah, right. I, I don't, I just I don't like the word right. nationalist. What I, what I like is uh, a whole bunch of people coming together for a common cause, like fighting off evil. Mm. Right. Once you've successfully yeah, yeah. fought off that evil, you should all just go back to doing whatever it was you were doing before, instead of like remaining this thing, right? This, this nation, right? It just that shouldn't yeah. happen. A whole bunch of people should be able to get together and defend themselves, or fight for a cause, or you know, okay. you know, do something in that vein without having to become a state. Right. Yeah. Yeah, and it really does come down to one simple question. Choice. Do you have the choice? Because I don't have the choice to, to, to have the United States federal government just leave me the fuck alone. Right. That's what I want. It's all I want. Just leave me the fuck alone. I won't have anything to do with you. You won't have anything to do with me. Just go away. Yeah. But I don't have that choice. So, I mean, like, the idea that I'm a member of this nation is absurd. Like, yeah, I mean, (laughs) you have claimed a part of the earth. Guess what? You didn't fucking make it. So it's not yours. Right. I mean, that's actually how nature works. By definition, you didn't make it. 
and that's how property works. It's yours if you mixed your labor with nature. Sorry, you were saying? They're they're claiming you too as oh yeah as part of part of them. Oh yeah, oh yeah. But sure, you existed in this region. That means I get to tell you what to do. Check this out. I've gone from going checking out Bernie Sanders rally, and and then turn around voting for Trump, and now this year I'm not voting. <laughs> you guys have really changed me. Hey, congratulations. Right. Hey, we, we're going to take a little bit of a break here, Dan. Thank you for the call. Uh, we'll, we're coming back All for right. another half of the show here in about 10 minutes. So, uh, you know, That'll if you feel good. like calling again, you can do so. But I uh, appreciate oh, the call. Uh, and uh, hey, is this still Dan? Dan going once? Yep, he heard it. Okay. We're going to take a little bit of a break here, folks. I'm going to play a little musical interlude. Let's see if I can do this do this video thing the correct way. Uh, hang on. Hang on. Uh, okay, maybe. <laughs> Does the captain know what he's doing? Probably not. We'll do that. <laughs> there we go. We'll do that. And, oh, I said a musical oh, interlude. What? Uh-oh. I, I specifically mentioned a musical interlude. Oh, there we go. I specifically mentioned a musical interlude. Where's my music? Musical interlude. Uh, uh, oh, you need sound for a musical interlude? Yeah, actually, you do, believe it or not. I like my ludes to be inter. Uh, please enjoy some Iron Maiden Live while we take a quick 10-minute break. This is Beard Talk Live. Let's see if we can get this party restarted. A little bit of uh, Iron Maiden action for all you listeners there. We're gonna we're gonna get Beard Talk Live back into the flow, and uh, the phone number, of course, six zero three two eight three six one six zero. If you would like to join us now that we are returning from our much needed break. As you may or may not know, uh, both Peakless and I uh, did uh, Free Talk Live a bit earlier. That's uh, about three hours of radio, actual broadcast radio. And then, of course, uh, we come back and we do uh, Beard Talk Live. Uh, So another three hours uh, of our evening. And so, uh, you know, uh, we don't really, you know, we get some commercial breaks during Free Talk Live. But during Beard Talk Live, there's no uh, prescribed break times or anything like that. It's just simply uh, us talking and taking your calls, of course. And so we try to take one break in the middle. We did go a little over the the 10-minute mark, but uh, hopefully you'll forgive us for being such slackers. And, uh, you know, we'll still continue to listen to our wonderful program here. As soon as uh, Peakless Mountaineer gets back, we'll start talking about all sorts of fun stuff as I attempt to resume the video feed. Oh, there's Peakless Mountaineer now, sitting down. He has beverage in hand, uh, and uh, yes. he's, he's up at the microphone. Uh, he should say some things into the microphone after he puts his headset on so he can hear what the hell I'm talking about. Some things into the microphone. That's all you got. 
What? You said I should say I just, some I things into the microphone. I for like four minutes without you, and you, that's it? That's all you got? I got more. I am appointed. <laughs> <laughs> so I gave you precisely what you had expected. All right. Fair enough. <laughs> yes. All right. Yes, I, I like it, it. find it all very appointing. Uh, 603-283-6160. Looks like, are things rotating? I think they are. So, since we were talking about the uh, apocalypse, and it's possibly biblical uh, manner of occurring. Before you go on, I just want to say that I heard, uh, you know how they have these uh, text-to-speech robots now? Mm -hmm. Like, if you want to make a... You know, a voiceover recording for a thing. You go to a website, type in whatever, and they'll have some like robotic voice. Uh, I heard Dude, they one... had that technology like back when there was um, Windows right, yeah. three point one. They've had it for quite some time, but uh, this is like all free and just on an internet website. Uh, but my point it was, is, it my, was free then. Well, Sorry, no, no, I bought the Dragon oh, yeah? uh, and the Dragon software. It was uh, text to speech for for writers, so you could like uh... do like large pieces of work just by talking into a microphone, and it would type it out. You'd have to go back and edit and take out the. Anyway, that's not my point of all of this. <laughs> my point of saying this is that these these AI voices now they they still mispronounce words like apocalypse, apocalypse. Apocalypse <laughs> is how they pronounced apocalypse. And I was like, that's weird, you know, in an apocalypse situation. And I'm like, and I go and I read the text and it's apocalypse. Yeah. And I'm like, how do you get that word wrong? You know, like apparently they can't teach AI to say apocalypse or at least not very well. <laughs> well, I mean, yeah, I remember. Uh, and this is how I knew that they had this technology so many years ago. I remember one uh, mispronouncing the name Roseanne because it didn't have an E at the end. With Rossanne. Rossanne. <laughs> and it's just yeah. very jarring. It is very, very jarring. Yeah. So a lot of people use the uh, uh, like type to text or whatever it is where right. you speak into your phone and it texts people. Yep. Those bug the absolute shit out yeah, of me. Yeah, me too. I'm. You know what else I don't like is both in uh, what is it, Telegram, and in uh, what's the other one? Uh, Signal. Uh, no, no, no. Wire. Uh, no, the uh, element. Ah. Uh, is first of all, I don't do the voice text. Right? right. I don't talk into the microphone and then send an audio file so that you can hear me speaking to you. It's like, I, I just that annoys me. It's like you should just call. Yeah, <laughs> if you're if you want me to hear your voice, just go. I get that. Like, that's not like if that's not your preference, you're allowed to have that be your preference. You know what I mean? That, but I'm allowed to prefer you didn't do that. But well, just be aware that if that's your preference, that I'm likely not going to respond to you quickly mm. because I listen to those things on speakerphone. Right. And I'm not always in a place where it's appropriate to play your message, your fucking audio, mm -hmm. on my speakerphone. Like, if right. I'm at the grocery store, like, hey, motherfucker, blah, blah, blah. And I'm like, you know, I don't want to be walking around the grocery store. Don't be that guy. Say, you know what I mean? Like, okay, so it's going to wait until I get home, and then I'm going to listen to it. Whereas if you would have just texted me actual text, I could have read it and responded to you right there in the grocery store. Yep. And I would have felt good about it. Yep. Yeah, no, there's a few people you don't want to be when it comes to phones. 
One of them is the guy whose you know phone is cussing in the middle of the grocery store. One of them is the person who's going through all of the possible ring options in public. Right. I hate that. Drives me nuts, especially if I'm like on the bus or something, you know, where I can't get away from it. Oh, my God. You just reminded me. I have not been on the shame train in well over three years. <laughs> the shame train? Also known as the city bus. Ah. Yes. Uh, uh, I don't know why it's called the city bus as opposed to the country bus. I, you know, not really sure, but uh, public transportation is mm-hmm. really what I'm referring to. Yeah. Uh, I'm not talking about taking like a Greyhound or a charter bus or something like that. I'm talking about uh, when I lived in the Seattle area. Because that would be the country bus. It would, literally. <laughs> or the cross-country bus, at yeah. least. Uh, when I lived in the Seattle area, there was a period of t- several periods of time where uh, my employer would purchase a bus pass because they couldn't like pay for parking or what you know city stuff, right? Mm-hmm. And so I would have this pass, and I would ride the shame train, and it sucked. It is as bad as and like to be fair, the city of Seattle has one of the nicest public transit like bus systems I've ever been on. I've been on, you know, in Chicago and Minneapolis, you know, other Atlanta, right. I've been on the shame train in, in some of those cities, uh, you know, when I'm visiting other people or whatever. And wow. Yeah. Compared to Seattle, Seattle's <laughs> really got to go. I've never been on the shame train in Denver though. So I don't know what that's like. I can't compare that. It's awesome. But the, I mean, for what it is, that's what I'm saying. Like Seattle, for what it is, they're clean, right? You're not going to sit in somebody else's puke most of the time, you know, something like that, right? You'll see an occasional, like, drunk bum, you know, hurl in the back of the bus or whatever, that kind of a thing, if you ride frequently. But outside of that, generally speaking, it's a bunch of people who don't talk to each other, uh, sit on their phones, and, you know, hang one hand up uh, to hang onto one of the straps. Mm-hmm. That's largely the entire experience. When it gets really packed, then it's like sardines in a can, all swishing back and forth, you know, and you got to tolerate that for a while. But, like, all that being said, it's one of the nicer public transit systems. It still sucks. Yeah. Riding the bus fucking sucks. You can't yes, get anywhere in any relatively quick time frame. You know, I would do a uh, a 16-mile journey, and it would be two hours. Yeah. You know, because, oh, you got to take this bus to over here. You got to get off. You got to wait, and you need to get on this bus, and it goes over. And you go way out of your way. Uh, it's totally inconvenient. You mm-hmm. can't you can't do much grocery shopping because whatever you do, you have to carry on the bus with you, mm-hmm. right? So you can't buy, like, loads of groceries at a time. You just have to buy what you can carry. An armload of yeah, groceries. Perhaps two, or maybe you got one of them buggies. You could carry, like, a couple of bags, maybe a case of beer, you yeah. know, if, if you're lucky, you yeah. know? So... Yeah, and heaven help you if you want to do more than one load of laundry. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, if you got an apartment with no laundromat or, or what have you. Yeah, Denver uh, has, uh, most years, at least when I was paying attention to it, because I lived there, uh, their uh, bus system comes in either first or second in the country. Like, usually it's like second to New York only. Like, they have a really, really good public transportation system. Yeah. But it sucks. Like, this is the best, and it's horrible. Yeah. Uh, the, the, I, Why are we I talking will, about buses again? I forget. Okay. But funny. I'm going to tell this story. Sure, go ahead. So, you know how it is when you, uh, like, you know, get a significant other, and you've got to, like, bring them, 
you know, to meet your friends, right? Yeah. Sort of bring them through the gauntlet right, to see, yeah. like, if you've made a good decision or not and, you know, find yeah. out what they think and all that. Um, I will never forget uh, this one girlfriend that I, I brought by one of my uh, best friends of all time. And, you know, after, you know, hanging out and meeting her and all of that, and it's like, okay, so so what do you think? And she goes, well, she's dumb. <laughs> And I ride the bus. <laughs> and, you know, having ridden the bus, I understood that last comment of like, oh, yeah, you get some real winners riding the bus. Like just a, a nice cross section of like the dumbest and most rude of all of humanity. Yeah. People who are really into riding the bus are not enthusiastic about the bus. Right. That's what I'm saying about the bus. That's why I call it the shame train. Mm. Because there's no, it, nobody's enthused. Right. <laughs> like outside of riding the bus, they might be like, well, public transportation is important because blah, 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 blah. And they might, you know, make some points or whatever. And I appreciate it for ideological reasons because I'm a fucking communist. Then they get on the bus and yeah. they feel the shame. They don't talk to anybody else. You know what I mean? You don't like form a sense of community on the bus or anything else. You just, nobody enjoys riding the bus. It's not like, nobody's ever excited. Like, hey, you know what we get to do? We get to ride the bus. <laughs> <laughs> this enthusiasm does not exist. I mean, I could see someone doing that once. Like, you know, someone who's in from the country, maybe never been in a big city before. Somebody, a foreign person who's never been. Yeah, exactly. Right. right. Or never been to the big city or whatever. Right. Yeah, yeah. Like, oh, wow. Oh, I'm going to get, get to ride the bus. And then you do. And you're like, okay, that was fun. And you never do it again. Yeah. Or you're like five, right? You know, and you, you brought up in the country and you know, finally get a big trip to the city. And you're like, oh, this is a bus. Right? Because. Kids, uh, a lot of them are drawn to, like, heavy equipment, large machines, right? Like, because they're kind of amazing, especially if you're five. Yeah. Right? Something like a fire truck, for example. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, bulldozers, yeah, cranes, bulldozers, cranes, things yeah. like that. You're like, yeah. oh, wow, right? Because these are giant machines. You're like, whoa, what Which, the fuck? Fair enough. I mean, it's honestly, it's pretty fucking amazing that we can do that. That's true. I mean, like, you know, this, like, little, you know, hundred and some odd pound mammal can put together these, you know, well, so we put fire to these rocks. And because we did that enough, now we have this thing that can move like two tons and just like throw it around. Like, that's that's pretty fucking cool. I can see why kids are into that. Yeah. I guess, you know, you get used to this stuff after a while, right? Yeah. And, and it no longer has that, that awe. That That is one of the greatest things about having kids. And, like, the whole process of being a human being that has kids. And you can get a taste of that without having kids of your own. But to see the wonder at everything being new yeah, kind of makes it new again for you. That's true. That's true. Yeah, you get to sort of live vicariously through the eyes of a child. Mm -hmm. Yeah, and you don't have to have children to have that happen. You could go, uh, you know, volunteer for a kid's group or... Uh, oh, I don't know, you know, get into a relationship with somebody who has kids from a mm -hmm. previous, you know, and now suddenly you're the vicarious, uh, you know, father figure or whatever uh, in their relationship, and you can still live vicariously through them. Uh, what's even better is uh, yeah, grandkids, I think, right? mm. you know, not not that I have any, but I'm just saying that, like, 
you get like a third time. Right? Right? You get childhood number one, right? And then if you have kids, you're like childhood number two. And then Mm -hmm. if they have kids, you're like childhood number three. And I really believe that that's the fascination. That's got to be the best one. I really think that's the fascination with like grandparents and grandkids. Like, oh, yeah, bring them over. Because like. They've reached like, yeah, I'm jaded as fuck. I've seen everything. Yeah, They haven't seen anything. It's all new. They think everything I do is amazing. <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> well, yeah, no, that's got to be like the absolute best of it. Because like, you know, when, when you have kids, it's a lot of responsibility. Yeah. So as awesome as that is, and, you know, as meaningful even as the responsibility part of it is, it's it's work. I mean, there's wonder, but there's also work mixed in with it. And, you know, there's the the feeling of accomplishment and all that, but, yeah, it's, it's work. Now, with grandkids, you get the feeling of accomplishment without the work, and you still get all the wonder. <laughs> That's true. Because, yeah. like, no, nah, they definitely wouldn't be here if I hadn't done my job properly. Uh, that reminds me of uh, uh, a time when, right before I moved to... Uh, so I tried to move to New Hampshire twice. I think I've told this story before, and I failed the first time. Got into an accident, rolled my truck and trailer, and almost died. And you know, strewn all my living or all my living, all my belongings all over the side of the road, like in black ice. You know, wintry weather. Anyway, I I I didn't actually attempt to move again until oh, five years later. And so, right before like everything was going to happen, uh, you know, I had ended. Uh, the first move, I had stopped being in a band, right? The band mm-hmm. I was in, we were like, okay, we're done. We'll play a final show and you know, that kind of thing. And so then uh, I had this period of time where I wasn't in a band, but I was still surrounded by musicians in bands. Mm-hmm. And so I would go and hang out at a very specific uh, cup, you know, group of friends of mine who were in a band, and I would get to hang out at their band practice. Mm-hmm. And it was like being in a band <laughs> without any of the work, <laughs> right? I would show up with beer like I did at like my band practice or occasionally a bottle of something, you know, and we'd do shots while they practice or whatever. Right. Uh, and, and like, you know, it, get to hang out with all the people and have all the fun and do none of the work. <laughs> and I realized it at that time. Uh, talking about buses reminds me of uh, another story. Uh I call it a story, but it's a memory. It's something that actually happened before the internet. Uh, at least in the, in the great s- before four. Yeah, at least in the <laughs> Seattle area, uh, they had uh, what's called bus time, and it's just a phone number. It's B U S T I M E, and so you would call bus time, and you would look up at whatever. If you're standing at a bus stop, all the bus stops had like a four digit number. And it would say, uh, it's one of these telephone interfaces, right? Please enter the four-digit number of the bus stop you are standing at. And you'd be like, 2874 or whatever, right? And it'd be like, enter the destination, you know? And you'd be like, okay. And if you didn't know the destination, you'd be like, I don't know, or whatever. And they'd, like, give you different mm-hmm. options. Yeah, they had a, a really similar uh, thing in uh, Denver, yeah. Right, so... So instead of having the internet, you would, and if you didn't have, like, a schedule for the bus, right, if you weren't on your regular route or whatever that's the disturbing thing about buses. They make, they force you to be predictable and to take the same route over and over again, which is bad for security, but also bad (laughs) for like your mental health, right? Because Mm. your mind needs variety in travel. Oh yeah. And so if you don't, and if it doesn't get it, it will find a way to get it. Right. So at any rate, uh, used to be able to call bus time. Well, occasionally bus time would be down or they'd have some sort of technical problem with their phone system and you'd get a busy signal. You wouldn't know where the fuck to go. Mm-hmm. 
uh, at a friend of mine, uh, Brett, who was, uh, uh, I'll call him a professional bus rider, right? Right. Um, he couldn't have a license for reasons I won't get into. Uh, but he was like the rain man of the Seattle bus system, right? <laughs> right. He knew like the four-digit number of like a whole bunch of key stops. He knew how to get from one town to another town or across town in many different ways. And so uh, uh, the name of the buses in the Seattle area were metros, right? They're the metro buses, right? Right. And so uh, uh, I was uh, I I was I dubbed myself because I was already Captain Kickass at this point, but right. uh, I dubbed myself Captain Metro. And whenever I would need help, I'd call my trusty sidekick Bus Boy. <laughs> <laughs> the Adventures of Captain Metro and Bus Boy. Pretty much, yeah, yeah. <laughs> nice. I had like the like if if something like a GoPro sports camera existed back then, we would have been making our own adventure films about <laughs> getting on the bus and filming like you know bus people and bum fights and you know all that kind of shit. <laughs> but we were poor and cameras were expensive, so <laughs> right. Ah, back when cameras were expensive. I was I was looking at a picture. It was a it was a meme uh, online, of course, because where else do memes live other than in your mind? And it was a picture of all of the electronic devices I used to own, <laughs> right? Hmm. And not like I mean, some of them were like like I actually used to own that very model of that device, right? right. But it was a bunch of devices I used to own. And then underneath it was one cell phone. <laughs> and the meme was, you now carry all of these things in your pocket. Mm-hmm. And it's true. It is. This is your stereo. This is your telephone. It's your video game system. It's your television. It's you know your uh, your typewriter. It's your, I mean, you name it. It's it's every fucking goddamn thing. Yeah, it's your device. It's the magic rectangle. Right. It lives. Yeah, it's it's one of those things that it kind of amazes me how jaded to that fact we are. Because, like, you have this device that, like, I'm sorry, that's fucking magic. Like, if you saw a guy, like, is it who, who carried around, like, a black mirror that had, like, huh? a particular way of making it glow. I wonder where Charlie Brooker got the name. You know, and then like, ah, they would inscribe a weird mystical rune and it would open to them. And and once you did, you could get all of human knowledge. You could see any part of the world. Yeah. Possibly in real time. That's fucking magic. Yeah. Is it miraculous? Hmm. Right. And and I'm using that because we talked about miracles uh, before the break. Yeah. Uh, a little bit. I Is at least asked the, asked the caller the question. Like, hmm. like, do you think, and I, I don't know if you're a man of faith or not, uh, yeah. or, or what you are, but like, it seems to me that technology would be considered a miracle to you know folks in the biblical age, of course. Mm-hmm. They would think you a demon for something like the magic rectangle. Absolutely. Right? It, it, it just glows by itself. Right? Like, you know, like, clearly, you are not a normal human. Right. You are a demon, a sorcerer, a wizard, uh, an orc, something. Right. So by the biblical measure of miracle, mm. does the magic rectangle qualify? 
does Bitcoin qualify? Well, so I'll tell you. Because I don't know what, like, you know, here's the list of things, you know, the four tenets of a miracle. It must be X, Y, and Z, or PDQ, or 1234, whatever that is. Well, so um, I'm not an institutional anything. Like, uh, I, I'm I just not, know you're a knowledgeable dude. Like, I'm, just, I'm yeah. not a Catholic or anything like that. So I don't have, uh, I don't have, like, uh, I believe it's an pronounced authority. I believe it's pronounced alcoholic. <laughs> yeah, so I don't have some authority because, like you know, with Catholicism, they have a very specific set of uh, the, this, 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 and this must be met, or it is not a proper miracle, and then it has to be agreed on by this council. Blah blah blah. Now, to me, so in the sense of something that defies physics. There is no such thing as a miracle. Now, that is not to say that, you know, this, this, and this, which appear to defy physics, didn't happen. The way I see it, there are way more things going on than we can possibly know. There are way more principles and, like, laws of physics, if you will, Yeah. than we can possibly know. Yeah, yeah. Like, like when it comes to like physics and stuff like that, I'm I'm definitely agnostic, mm-hmm. right? Like th- I don't I mean I recently, well I won't go into that right now. Um, I consider myself a regular dude uh, who's an occasional dumbass, and every now and again I have what's called moments of genius, <laughs> right? So like basically I'm an average dude, uh, you know, and then yeah I do dumb shit. I'm human. I screw up. I fuck things up. You know, and then every now and again, you know, a couple times a year or so, I'll do something. Damn, that was smart. Or I'll say something. Mm-hmm. Like, people are like, did that just come out of your mouth? Right. You know, moments of genius. Right. Yeah. And so that's just kind of how I live my life. So uh, when it comes to like physics and stuff, I'm just like, there's no way in hell I know enough about physics to even understand most of physics. Right. right. Most of what I see around me on a daily basis. How does the wheel turn? Fuck if I know. I know there's some bearings and oil in there somewhere, but like. If you asked me to build one, I'd be like, fuck off. There's no way I could build that, right? Like, I could probably, like, you know, carve a hastily and haphazard wheel out of, like, a log or something. Mm-hmm. You know, maybe drill a hole in the middle and, you know, throw a, a dowel through it. Maybe it might roll. That's about as close to, like, understanding physics as I'm going to get, you know? So I will be as surprised as you whether it works or not. Yeah. yeah. Much less, like, an airplane or something like that, you know, like. Yeah, uh, no. I know. Uh, one of the uh, jokes that uh, Joe Rogan tells that I thought was absolutely brilliant is like, no one can make a cell phone. No one can. Like, there isn't a person in the world who can do all the things that you need to do to make a cell phone. That's true. It is a complete team effort. Right? But I mean, like, from is... the child miners all the way to the software developers. <laughs> right. <laughs> you know? But like, okay, human beings can't fly. Like, that is ordinary physics. Right. Human beings simply cannot fly. Now, does that mean that an airplane defies physics? No. It means that we found something else that lets us get around that limitation. Right. So, I mean, as far as, like, the stories go, you know, water into wine, resurrection, walking on water. Maybe. Maybe. Because, like, I know for a fact that, like, no matter how hard I flap my arms, I'm not going up into the air. Oh, uh, really? 
But there's this weird principle <laughs> where if, you know, air moves faster on one side of an object than on another, then it gets drawn in that direction. Yeah. And that can be used to draw a thing upward against gravity. Right. Like, that's an additional physical principle. Yeah. And using this additional physical principle... Once you find out that that exists, you can get around this one. What's funny about what you're saying is that uh, literally humans figured out how to use physics to apparently defy physics. Right. They're not really defying physics. Right. They're just using physics to do something that they didn't think was possible. Right. Without defying physics. Yeah. Yeah. And in fact, uh, the magic rectangle here uh, says uh, when it comes to faith type, uh, you know, Christian style miracles. Mm hmm. Uh, the majority are faith healings, mm -hmm. exorcisms, resurrections, and control over nature. Hmm. So those are the four apparently main types of miracles. So I guess within that, uh, is Bitcoin a faith healing? No. Is it an exorcism? No. Is it a resurrection? No. Is it control over nature? I don't think so. It's just a communication of value between humans. It's not control over nature. Hmm. I would consider it a faith healing. You do have to have... Well, it does sort of heal at least the financial system. Well, no, system. I mean, it operates... Yeah, exactly. It yeah. heals the financial system. It heals the political system. It heals the... Like, there are so many... Th like, they're really, really big wounds that this heals. And is it faith? Yes. You have to believe in well, it. Well, it's, it's math. Ah, but you have to believe in it or you won't use it. Right. Like, I certainly am not capable of composing the mathematics of Bitcoin, much less any other cryptocurrency. Now, I know how to copy and paste, and I know they're open source, so I could go find the code of these things. I could copy it, paste it, and just call it kick-ass coin or whatever. Mm -hmm. But that doesn't mean I've created it. That means I've just copied it and rebranded it. Right. But, I mean, the fact that it's valuable to you means it that is. you... You believe in it. I do. I mean, there there are a lot of people who do not believe in it. They have no faith in in Bitcoin and cryptocurrency. But I mean, the same thing occurs with like regular money too. I right? agree. So, yes, definitely. Like, like uh, uh, oftentimes, people who are uh, skeptical of of cryptocurrency, Bitcoin, Bitcoin Cash, you know, mm -hmm. Ethereum, those types of things. Uh, they're all like, well, it's not backed by anything. Well, neither is your money. Well, it's a, just blah, blah, blah. Well, neither is your money. Like, the, literally, oh, they're yeah. saying the, sa the things that make their own money should make their own money or the money that they've been using all their lives worthless in their eyes. Mm -hmm. And they're just saying all that thing about this other thing, and they're incapable of applying it to the thing they've used their whole lives. Right. Incapable of so applying a principle consistently. So frustrating. And we libertarians are just sticklers for consistency. It's our favorite thing. It's what binds us, really. But uh, Or at least attempting to be, right? Like, I, I've said this over and over again. I, I'm self-aware of my humanity, right? I, I know that I screw up. I know that I'm hypocritical at times. I'll say one thing and do another, you know, that kind of a thing. Mm -hmm. Like, humans do these things from time to time. Yeah. Well, goddamn it, I'm trying real hard. Yeah. You know, and like applying principles consistently is for the first time the only success that I've had in anything sort of faith based, hmm. right? Like I have faith in principles, mm -hmm. right? Uh, and I have faith that if you apply them consistently, you get consistent results. Right.
right? If I apply religion consistent, I get inconsistent results, me personally. How do you mean? Prayer, mm-hmm. right? Like even a blind squirrel gets a nut every now and again. You might say a prayer and like whatever you prayed for like happens if you're praying for a thing, mm-hmm. right? But most of the time, you you, you don't get your prayers answered, mm, you know, okay. much less the desired result. Okay, so like petitionary prayer, yeah, right, yeah, yeah. Uh, whereas uh, if you just apply a principle, specifically the one that gives you the results you're after, right? Because because other people have practiced principles for centuries now, mm. right? Uh, you can go and find one that hopefully fits whatever it is you're after, and if you just apply it to your life or your situation, uh, then you're going to get the desired result mm. consistently. It's amazing. Well, I'd say there are some effects that are consistent even in that. So, like, uh, when you make a petitionary prayer, one thing is for sure. You know exactly what you want. That's true. And that's not nothing. You know, that is that is really something. To actually know what you want, it's kind of amazing. And, you know, if you're going to get that thing, that's probably got to be your first step is figuring out what exactly do I want. Yeah, that's true. Uh, But principles do things like uh, let you know that what you think about expands, Mm. right? So if you focus on a thing, right, it's going to expand in your mind and it's going to be a larger part of your life than if you don't focus on it. Right. Uh, The phenomenon of uh, you buy a new car, Mm -hmm. a a new used car, right? You're like, okay, I bought an 85 Toyota Corolla. Mm-hmm. Right, because you needed a winter beater or whatever, right? Right. Uh, and so you're driving it around, and all of a sudden you notice how many other 85 Corollas are on the road mm-hmm. because you're thinking about it. Mm-hmm. You, you're you like, oh, I now own this car, and because you've been thinking about that car and it's new to you and you see it every day and it's on your mind more and more, you notice more and more how many of that car mm-hmm. are on the road, whereas you never noticed that before. So what you think about expands. Right. So if you want something, right, they tell you, they, quote unquote, whoever they are, uh, they tell you things like, uh, you know, surround yourself with pictures of that thing. Mm. You know, uh, if it's something you really want, like an object or, uh, you know, some sort of a status or if it's a specific number that you want, like your savings account to hit or something like that, have some mm. goals. It's just goal setting is all it is, right? But you're, once you set the goals, the reason that you achieve them is because you're thinking about them. Mm-hmm. If you stop thinking about them, you don't achieve them. Right. Yeah. I mean, it. So I think there are two very distinct but related things that are occurring in that. So like another example is uh, if you hear a word for the first or like learn a new word and then you hear it all over the place. Yeah. Uh, or. That's based. Um, yeah. Uh, right. <laughs> that was new to me since coming to the Shire. Right. Never heard the word based until I moved here. And I'm like, yep. what is this based? And people are like, oh, it just means like you know, righteous or like spot on or, you know, it's slang. All the kids are using it, you know. I I think there's a little more than that. Um, I don't know what the actual definition is, but I'm just saying that like I, I could probably well, use I mean, it in context the, without the defining it. The definition that I usually hear is, well, it's the opposite of cringe. That is a good uh, definition. But I hear that and I'm like, okay, based. Like it has a base. It's solid. It is well-founded. Yes. And when when I see it properly applied, like the behavior that they're describing is behavior that operates out of principle. Yes. It is well-founded behavior. And that's awesome. Yeah. I, I love that we now have a way of positively and like, I don't know, colloquially, I guess, like it, it's socially acceptable. There's nothing like lame about it. Right. 
we we have a way of describing behavior according to principle. That's awesome. That's based. I love that. <laughs> it's based. <laughs> it's super based. I, I've come to like. I didn't enjoy a bunch of the. Uh, we'll call it the generational isms uh, mm-hmm. previously. Uh, and I'm trying to think of the one that I hated the most. Oh God, I really hate this one. Totes. Oh God. Totes is cringe. Totes is not based. It is totes cringe. It's totes cringe. Yeah, I really hate that one. Yeah. Uh, there's several of those that I'm um, like, uh, I, I had a uh, I, I had a, a destination in mind with that. Uh, oh yeah. Okay, so the two things that and and another example of this uh, uh, that uh, Robert Anton Wilson was uh, uh, kind of famous for talking about is uh, just think about finding quarters. Just think about finding quarters on the ground. Yeah. And, you know, it, it sounds kind of silly, but when you do it, holy shit, <laughs> you find so many fucking quarters. And you're like, a, how? How are there quarters. so many quarters on the ground? How, how are these here? Yeah. And I haven't noticed them. Yeah. I mean, they're money. They're shiny. I like shiny things and money. Why am I not <laughs> seeing these things? And I really do believe that there are two distinct but related things that are happening there. All right. And the first one is, you know, kind of obvious, is the, well, you're paying attention to it. Right. And since you're directing your attention to it, it's it's more real. It stands out. It's part of your reality. Right. But I also think that you are literally changing the probability of reality. So... So uh, follow me on this journey for just a second. All right. So uh, you're, you're not a big physics guy. I am. I love learning science and physics and like really weird, complicated crap is just my jam. Okay. And like I have always had a talent for imagining the things that physicists talk about. Like this exists in two locations at the same time. And I'm like, cool. And other people are like, the <laughs> fuck are you talking about? Schrodinger's physicist. Right. Uh, Schrodinger's cat, another like uh, indeterminacy. Like, well, it's not actually either until you measure it. I'm really cool with that. Right. Like that, that feels right to me. It seems intuitive to reality in my experience, and it's just really bizarre to most people. Yeah. So one of the principles that you find out about this is that everything's probability. Everything is probability. Now, in our usual scale of things, um, like this cup, it has so many atoms that on on our scale of them, enough of them have enough probability of being in the right place that there's still a cup here and it still holds together and I can grab the, the handle here and lift it and it won't, you know, fall through the table or anything like that. Right, right. Because there's so many atoms there. But each one of those atoms is just a set of probabilities. Each particle within that atom just has a set of probabilities. So that electron, it happens to be here when you measure it there, but it could have been over here. It was this likely to be here. It was this likely to be here. It was all just a set of probabilities. So when you go looking at things, you shift the probabilities themselves. And this is something that has been experimented mm. on. Uh, you can consciously shift the probability of certain events occurring. Now, it's not a huge shift, 
but it's weird that you can shift it at all. I, I, I think I understand what you're saying. I can offer an example. You tell me if this fits. Mm-hmm. Luck. Right. Right. Um, there's several phrases that are something like luck favors the prepared or luck favors the bold, this mm-hmm. kind of a thing. Um, if you prepare for success, success will find you. Mm. Right. Um, I have been called lucky by far too many people. Mm. Uh, like to to a point where I'm like, I mean, am I like, what is luck? Right. I've kind of looked into it a little bit and I, I have been lucky, but only because I have put effort into it. Mm. Right. Like one of the things I do is when I start feeling like, um, you know, like I, I, I don't have the things that I want. I don't, uh, you know, not in the place that I want to be and, you know, that kind of a thing. If, if I start feeling anything like that, uh, the first thing I do is uh, instead of figuring out what I got to do to, like, get there or get the things that I want, I instead I start giving more to other people, hmm. right? Whether that's, like, a donation, whether that's handing a homeless guy some cash, whether that's, uh, you know, buying a friend a gift or something like that. You know what I mean? Like, that's that's my way of saying to the world, hey, you know what? I recognize that I have way more than a lot of people. Mm. Uh, and I, I'm doing this as a way to show that I am grateful for the things that I do have. Mm-hmm. And inevitably what happens is uh, I receive something back. Nice. Now, it might not be the thing that I wanted or the place that I wanted to be, but it will certainly be... Like, like my life will improve mm-hmm. and like, try this, like uh, listeners, oh, try yeah. this, like, just try. If you don't find that you're in a good place in your life or whatever, try just giving, give of your time, volunteer somewhere, you know, something like that. Just, just give back a little bit. Mm-hmm. See how your life changes. Yeah. Every fucking time I do it, my life changes and changes for the better. Every fucking time. I believe it. I, I don't it, doubt it. it it's for a one repeatable second. model. Right. And so because and of ain't this, that the scientific method, like if I can repeat this experiment over and over and get the same results, then there is a principle in play. That's that's what I'm asking you. Like, yeah, do the, are these events consistent with your theory? Oh, yeah, absolutely. OK, so um, a lot of people uh, that I'm familiar with might uh, refer to that as an abundance mindset. Okay. So like, I've heard of this, but yeah, I've not studied yeah. it. So like the the belief that you have abundance. Now and it's very much a mindset thing because like how much you had didn't change at all. But you start acting as if how much you have is plenty yeah. instead of not enough. Right. And the universe is listening. And, you know, maybe it's God, maybe it's, you know, every atom in reality, maybe it's just part of you inside, deep down, because, you know, something to keep in mind is that, like, half of your brain is a complete stranger to you. Like, the right half of your brain doesn't talk, and it's this, you know, massive compendium of information, but it's really weird information. Like, it, it sees everything holistically and in giant pictures, and none of it's detailed. But that also helps it to see artistically, and uh, I'm kind of getting off uh, off track yeah, here. Yeah. Um, Get back on track, damn it. Right. So, 
So let me uh, uh, share a story with you as right. well. So um, uh, when I was a teenager, I uh, shoplifted for quite a while. And um, then I got caught and stopped shoplifting. Let me ask you a question. Were mm-hmm. you good at it? I was so good at it. Okay. Right. That's go how on. I got caught. Go is I kept, you got cocky. Uh, yeah, well, I kept challenging myself. Uh, okay. Yeah, yeah. Can I get away with this? Right. Can I get away with this? And yes, it was absolutely cocky. I was totally sure that I could just swipe this directly in front of the person. Uh, no, I was mistaken. All right. So anyway, you were shoplifting. Now, and, you know, then I stopped. Now, to this day, like right now, I don't believe that any corporation has any legitimate right to own anything. Okay. Like by, by Dane of the fact that you are a corporation, you are part of the government and the government is a thieving murderer mm-hmm. and thieves don't get to have property. Right. That's how it works. Now, why then don't I steal from corporations? Not because I believe they have a right to it, but because I know the effect that that has on my own mind. And if I start stealing even from these awful corporations, I will be telling myself that I do not trust the universe to provide for me. And let me tell you, I'm listening. And if I keep giving myself that message... I will make sure that I'm right. Yeah, that's true. If you tell yourself a negative message over and over again, uh, you'd be surprised how quick you believe it. Right. And, and that's the thing. If I keep telling myself... It's kind of like brainwashing yourself. Yeah, yeah. It absolutely is brainwashing yourself. And if I give myself the message of uh, the universe does not provide for me, well, guess what? I'm going to make sure that I'm right. Yeah. And I will find a way to be more impoverished than I am already. So so don't steal because you're listening. Right. And what you tell yourself about reality, you will believe. And once you believe it, you will make it true. Yeah. Well, and, and the other reason, reason, if you will, uh, the other reason that I would find in your situation to, to not steal is because even though you uh, don't believe that corporations have you know, the right to own property, mm. uh, it's still not yours, right? Uh, if you take it, then it becomes yours, but it's not yours until you take it, right? And, like, taking it from whomever, right, whomever is the righteous owner of that particular property, mm. if you can find one, is still wrong. Yeah, taking it from whoever the uh, the rightful owner of that property is right. is definitely wrong. Right. Now, once you've taken it from the person who took it from that person, it gets a little foggy. Right. Yeah. That's like uh, stealing from your drug dealer. (laughs) Come again? So if you don't want to get caught stealing, steal from thieves is really Mm. what I'm saying, right? Find a guy who's a professional thief and try and steal from him. And that way, what are they going to do? Call the cops? Right. Right? Like, so if you want to get away with stealing, they tell you, they, right, the proverbial (laughs) they, they tell you to steal from a thief. Mm. Then is it stealing? Yes. Of course it is. Well, but are you stealing from them or from the people they stole from? Oh, you mean like uh, if I steal from a thief? Yes. Because thief and drug dealer, in my experience, yeah, sorry, are I, mutually exclusive. I, I, I meant to say thief the first time and I said drug dealer. Because, okay. I mean, like, there are people who will tell you to do that, too, because they're less likely to call the cops as well. Although you got to deal with their, you know, gang, right? Same thing with thieves, right? you got to deal with their personal retribution if they figure out that you stole from them and all that mm-hmm. kind of thing. 
But I'm not talking about that, right? That's obviously a consequence you need to consider if you consider stealing. But how do principles apply to stealing from a thief? Well, it gets real murky real quick. But, I mean, here's how I look at it. So there's in-civilization and out-of-civilization. Okay. So, like, uh, for example, people are like, oh, well, would you steal a loaf of bread to survive? Yeah. Okay, well, I'll tell you what. Sure would. If it is a question of I am going to die if I don't steal this, I am willing to leave civilization in order to survive. Now, that's not my preference. I like being in civilization. I like to be inside these mutual agreed rules. It's way better. It's healthier. It's happier. But if I have to, if I have to leave civilization in order to survive, I will, you know, in, in just the same way that like, if I'm being hunted down inside a city, I'll leave the city and it might suck in the woods, but at least I'm not being hunted down now. You can return to civilization, but there's a process. So like, okay, I, I stole this bread and now I'm, I'm well, I'm well off enough that I can return to civilization. Okay. Well, I need to make that up to the person whose rightful property I have stolen. Right. I need to make it up to their satisfaction. Right. Before I can fully re-enter civilization. Right. Now, that's, once... That's wh- the, the concept of justice. Right. Uh, well, that's justice, and it's also uh, redemption. Yes. Like, okay, here's where I went wrong. Here's what I need to do to fix it. Yeah. And once I've fixed it, then then you owe me my property again. Right. Until then, I'm an outlaw in the sense of the non-aggression principle. Yeah. You don't owe me anything. You don't know me. Shit. I'm a thief. Fuck me at that point. Right. Yeah. I don't deserve any damn thing because I'm outside of civilization. Right. Now, to re-enter civilization, I have to make recompense to those that I have, uh, by whom I have left civilization. Right. So, I mean, stealing from a thief, well, they're outside civilization. It's like stealing from a shark. Okay. Now, if they want to come back to civilization, I love redemption. Yeah. Huge fan. That's one of the things about the, I don't know what you call it, the legal system Mm. that I don't like. Like, not only is it very poor at getting the first part of justice. Right. It's almost non-existent to where folks get a shot at redemption. Right. And like, how yeah, can the, how how can you even look at a system that doesn't allow for redemption most of the time, right? And and call it just, yeah. Call it yeah, fair. The closest you get to redemption in our system is when you've done your time, yeah. And that's bullshit. Whereas in the absence of governments, right? If principle is the rule of man and mm-hmm. voluntary interaction is the rule of man, the non-aggression principle, if you will, for lack of a better you know, way to state it. Right? Mm-hmm. The golden rule, if you will, that's basically yeah. the non-aggression principle. Yeah. If that and real justice were sort of the law of the land, mankind would be so much better off, man. Oh, yeah. Fucking shit. Uh, it reminds, you reminded me of, um, it's actually something I stole from uh, the longest-running science fiction series in all of television, Doctor Who. Mm. Right. Uh, it's a famous quote from I think it was is it Peter Capaldi's doctor. Mm. It was uh, never cruel and never cowardly, 
And if you ever are, always make amends. Nice. This does two things. It satisfies the requirement of justice in making the person that you, you wronged whole, but it also gives you the opportunity for redemption. Right. So it satisfies both of those components. Yeah. And like, oh my God, what if we just taught children this like all of the time? Yeah. Right? Never cruel, never cowardly. If you ever are, always make amends. How come that's not being taught in schools? How come kids aren't standing up and reciting this? Right? You know, instead Why isn't of the that pledge the of Pledge of Allegiance? Allegiance? Right, yeah. 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 Exactly. You know, because guess what? They would get it, and children would become much better people as a result of it. That's they why. They start treating everybody. Well, okay. I know that that's why. <laughs> I just wish everybody else outside of you know, people who've begun to, you know, uh, take in the, you know, in, integrate the non-aggression principle into their lives, right? Well, I'll tell you one thing. When I have kids, I will have a steady diet of Doctor Who for them. <laughs> it is certainly including his perception on cruelty and cowardice. Which, yeah, I mean that's it's a good start right I there. Get that t-shirt. I mean like you never have to be cruel. No, you don't. It's always a choice. Like I get that there are circumstances where you have to do a lot of terrible things. There, shit happens. Yeah. I mean, you know, I was just talking about, like, okay, well, if I'm starving to death, I'm ready to leave civilization in yeah. order to not die. Yeah. Now, that's not preferable. It's not what I'm aiming for, yeah. but it's what I have to do. But cruelty, cruelty right. is never necessary. Right. You don't ever have to be cruel to anyone. Right. At least not that not that I can think of anyway. It, it's a choice. It's yeah. always a choice. Yeah. Uh, I I won't go so far as to say that like some people don't earn cruelty, right? Some people are so cruel that whatever retribution is coming their way, they've earned it. Right? Yeah. Like that's true. You know, cruelty begets cruelty. Yeah. Right. Un- unfortunately. Well, and that's the thing. Like, if you if you carry out that sentence, it's going to taint you going to it's going to leave a mark on your soul and you might be able to again redeem yourself you might not yeah and is that a chance you really want to take yeah i i also feel like uh many people don't uh, offer enough opportunity for redemption yeah. Right. You know, it, it's become really easy to uh, unfriend or block somebody online. Right. Yeah. Oh, I don't like them. Screw them. Right. You know, they they said this one bad thing about me. Right. And you're like, right. People do this all the time. Uh, I rarely. I found a block, tweet of yours from five years ago. Yeah, I rarely block or unfriend anybody. Right. It's only in extreme circumstances. So it's, it's a rare occurrence when it happens. Uh, it does happen. Right. And fuck, it's easy. It's really easy, but like yep. I don't do it because I enjoy a variety, right? I want different perspectives. I don't want to be in an echo chamber, right? Right, where only the things that I think are regurgitated to me back at me because they're the things that I think. No, no. it was one of the things that most drove me away from Facebook is yeah. finding out that wait, you deliberately put all of us in echo chambers? Well, fuck off then. Yeah. I'm not going to waste my time. Yeah, see, uh, I'm one of these bastards, though, that, that wastes his time trying to, like, sort of uh, fool the system into delivering him the results that I want, <laughs> right? Because, I, you know, you play around with a piece of software long enough, and you go, hey, you know, I did this thing, and then, like, three days later, everything sort of changed, and mm. it changed in this way. You can kind of go, well, let me try it again mm. and see what happens. And then, oh, you're like, oh, that's how that works, right? Mm. Same thing, I'll tell you this. I'm on the Twitter, and... uh 
I don't know how. I, I apparently clicked the right combination of things, right, to where Twitter is now showing me uh, uh, beautiful women in bikinis holding freshly caught fish. <laughs> <laughs> and I don't know why. <laughs> It's a recurring thing. It's not frequent. It's not like, you know, but I'll be I'll be on the tour, I'll be scrolling through and reading everybody's stuff. Every now and again. And I'm like Fish what? bikini. Now it's happened so often that I notice it's a pattern. And I'm like, what the fuck did I click on or read or you know, who did I follow or what to get you know, bikini clad women carrying like large freshly cut sometimes two of them. You know what I mean? Or several girls holding one large fish or whatever. Like I'm like Maybe you're just so excited about bikini girls with fish. Now, I like bikini girls, but the fish is confusing, right? I'm like, I don't, I'm not a fisherman. Maybe maybe you got drunk and told a joke about the smell of vagina and it went, okay, gotcha, I'm on it. I said, oh no, I'll never get the smell out of those fish. No, I like. I literally don't know, like how, what combination of shit you have. What to, is the cheat code <laughs> to get for fish. fish bearing bikini girl? Having said that, my phone's right here. I'm probably like later on. I'll be, oh god, there they are again, right? So, I always set the settings to no, don't personalize any of my ads. I don't like that. Yeah. I find it creepy. Well, do you use the app? Oh, uh, Facebook, no, or, or Twitter. Uh, Twitter, on, yeah. Oh, you're on the, you use, so I don't use the app for either. It's a browser only on the, on the phone. Really? Yeah, browser only for both of them. I won't install their fucking I didn't bullshit. No, that was a thing you could do. Yeah, yeah. Because like, I try to use the website, and it's like, do you want to go to the app? And then I like can't find stuff, and I like can't go to my own page. It's, yeah, it's set up weirdly too. There's certain things you can't do through the browser on Facebook, like message people. They can send you messages, and you'll get the notification. That you have messages, and sometimes mm-hmm. a little blur will pop up and be like, Bob Smith sent you a message five days ago. And if you tap on the thing, it goes, install Messenger to see your messages. And nope, sorry, Facebook, I'm not installing mm-hmm. your piece of shit bloatware. Uh, what else happens on Facebook that you can't get to? Sometimes you'll click on a video, and Facebook will just give you an error. And you'll refresh your page or clear your cookies, log out, log back in or whatever. And you go and try and you find the thing again. You click on it. It's just like, sorry, content not found. Mm. But if you go look at the same thing on the app, there it is. Mm. Right. So like they, I don't know if that's on purpose or if that's a limitation of like they can display some things on the app that they can't on the bra. I don't know. And I don't really care. I don't, you know, I'm not missing that much content because of some of the browser limitations. What you can do, however... Uh, if you're using a browser on an Android phone, at least, I don't know about iPhone, mm-hmm. um, and if you really, 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 like it's a desperation thing, you need a way to check your Facebook messages, you can do a thing where you click on the settings and you go show desktop or show desktop mode or something along those lines, In at least in Firefox. That's the browser I use on my phone. Mm. Uh, and if you do show desktop mode, it literally shows you the desktop version of the website like if you went to Facebook.com on a PC, uh, but the print is all really tiny and small and everything because it's on a phone. Right. Then you got to like zoom in on it and scroll and get to the place where you can click on the message thing. And then you got to yeah, and zoom, it's, is, zoom is like the first thing I figure out on a phone. And it screws up the, the web page enough to where it's really easy to click the wrong thing. And then you, mm. you got to renet, you know, and it's it's not it's way easier to just log into a browser on a computer and go check your messages if you're going to. But I don't do that either because Facebook isn't really known as a website anymore. 
Mm. Right? Facebook. They're like, oh, do you have the Facebook app? Or like, oh, it's Meta now or whatever the fuck it is, right? So like I'm just that old where like it started as a website, so that's how I'm using it on my phone. So I have a really weird way of like thinking about this. But for me, the moment when we shifted from websites to apps yeah. was when Alex Jones got banned off of every platform simultaneously. And instead of going to a different platform and announcing, hey, I'm on Rumble or BitChute or Odyssey, I guess there wasn't Odyssey at the time, but no, Library, but still, yeah. uh, instead of doing that, which like, holy shit, dude, you had the chance. You had this amazing opportunity. You could have been a pioneer and a leader you in the have, industry. You would have named the successor. Right. But no. No. Instead of that, get my app. It's like, God damn it. Uh, the ego kicked in. Yeah. Yeah. But for me, like, that was when we shifted from websites to apps. Yeah. Now, I don't I don't listen to Alex Jones. Uh, there was a period in time when I was trying to find my political self where I, I discovered his show and mm-hmm. uh, actually was introduced to well, some voluntarists, or at least uh, at the time, voluntarists. Um, uh, I'm trying to think of uh, Molyneux, I think mm-hmm. I discovered. Uh, pre-cancer, Stefan Mo- Stefan Molyneux. Mm-hmm. Uh, f- discovered him through Alex Jones. Uh, I believe I discovered uh, Ian Freeman of Free Talk Live huh. uh, through the Alex I've Jones. I've heard of that so, guy. Some, Somebody uh, brought up you know, some of the videos that uh, of the Keen activism that they would do here. Mm. And uh, then I went down the rabbit hole and somehow discovered uh, uh, Ian's got some YouTube videos uh, about uh, the couch. There was a couch that was sort of left at the property and he had a whole bunch of hubbub with the authorities about the couch that was, you know, sort of left on his property. And it, it's, it's great if you need, you know, anyway, so I discovered a whole bunch of very important, uh, teachings mm-hmm. uh, from people Alex had on his show. I just didn't like Alex. Yeah. Yeah. No, I, I, I hear you there. Like I still don't. And so like I, Joe Rogan's a far better like host and oh, yeah. like way less uh, I don't know insane sounding to me than Alex Jones. Well, he he, so his. But I also don't really watch Joe Rogan that yeah. often. I watch him more and more as time goes on, but well, I'm not a regular watcher. What what is that word? Um, gimmick. Alex oh, Jones's so is gimmick. gimmick is rage. Like his his draw thing is being pissed off, mm-hmm. which he's great at. Like amazing at. Yeah. Like I've seen the man's head turn into a tomato. It's yeah. it's remarkable. <laughs> Whereas someone like you know it is, exactly no, it what is I remarkable. Mean. I've I've seen it. It's it is truly remarkable. amazing to see the man's head turn into a tomato. Yeah. Now someone like Joe Rogan, that's not his gimmick. Right. Now, drugs might be his gimmick, but it's not anger. And I think that, I mean, I, I get how once you discover this, it's going to piss you off. Yeah. I get that. Believe me, I get that. But that's really not the very best way to learn things. Yeah. You know? Yeah. I, I do like his approach. His approach to me is more educational. Uh, I do find him using, uh, Joe Rogan, that is, mm-hmm. uh, I do find him occasionally using Socratic method. Right, where just questions, man. Yeah. Just questions. Yeah. Right. You know, like I'm, I'm trying to learn a thing here. I, I have more questions. You know. Yeah. One of the most amazing things to me about him is he's sincere. At least that's how I read him. Yeah. Is he's legitimately and sincerely a ignorant and b trying to fix that. Yeah. Like doesn't know what's going on in this, that, or the other corner of reality, 
and is legitimately trying to figure it out. Yeah. Which is awesome because we're in the same boat. Oh, uh, uh, so we were talking earlier about how, like, uh, uh, you know, when I find myself in trying times, I like to crank up the giving. Mm, right. right. To to pull myself out of the trying times, whatever that means to you. Right. Mm. It means different things to different people. Uh, one of the other things uh, that I like to do is uh, acknowledge humans as humans. Right. I'll give you a very... Uh, I, I can't tell you how many times I've done this. And it's not it's not making everybody's day, but everybody always... Like, I always get a... Uh, I get a fuzzy, a warm fuzzy when this happens. Right? Uh, inside my cell, I get a, like, hmm. a good feeling. Right? That, that I just did something. I did a kindness or something. Right? You know? And that is... Uh, the next time somebody says, oh, I'm sorry, for whatever, they bumped into you in the grocery store or, you know, they wrote a thing down wrong or so, I don't, whenever they go, oh, gosh, I'm sorry, just go, oh, what, you're human? <laughs> and that's the reaction they have. They they smile or yeah. they go, oh, you know, or the, yeah, I'm human, right? You know, and, and you have a human moment. You you acknowledge each other as human beings who are flawed, who make mistakes, and in that moment, you you have I don't know what you want to call it like a brotherhood moment yeah or a, camaraderie you know, a camar- uh, you know you've you've acknowledged each other and you know it's almost like a foundation for friendship or something yeah like you're in the same situation you're like oh my god this guy realizes that I'm not just an NPC or you know yeah. uh, that and doesn't you know. expect perfection from me bam yeah you know. Yeah. That like, look, for our listeners out there who, you know, might be like vibing on this or whatever you want to call it, like, it's totally okay to be a human being. Right. To fuck up, to make mistakes. Right. Just learn how to, how to apologize and mean it. Learn how to, uh, you know, make amends. Right? And then, yeah. you know, try to, you know, move on. Right? Yeah. I mean, and f- like, forgive other people. Yeah. Holy fucking shit, man. Like, the world needs a lot more fucking forgiveness, man. <laughs> like, really. Like, And so, like, that's one of the other things besides the, like, hey, crank up the giving. It's just, like, acknowledge human beings for what they are, right? Flawed creatures that make mistakes. It's okay. You know, particularly if they're a minor mistake. Like, oh, somebody, you know, rode over my ankle with the uh, shopping cart behind me, right? Mm-hmm. And it didn't hurt me or anything. You know, they go, oh, gosh, I'm so sorry, right? And I look like me, so I get that people might be a little over-apologetic when they run over, like, a guy who looks like <laughs> me, you know, healed at the grocery store. But, you know, I find it, I find it enjoyable to, like, let them off the hook. Yeah. Right? To be like... Oh, what, you're human? I do that all the time. You know, it's fine. Don't worry about it, man. You know, yeah. you know, they're like, oh, thanks. Yeah, have a great day. You know, and just, it, it costs yeah, this is one nothing. Of the things that, it costs like, nothing to do that other than uh, some effort on yeah. your part. It, otherwise, it's completely free for you to do now, that. There was a phrase during the propagandemic. Yes. And I don't know how often you ran into this, but I ran into it all the time in it together. Or in this together, right? Right, yeah. And, oh, oh God, God that, that just ground my gears because that's such a beautiful thing and something so true. And you are twisting it yeah. to your political yep. agenda, tyrannical, anti-human ends you are taking something beautiful and human and turning it into something ugly and anti-human right yeah like if you're not in it then you're not one of us yeah right you're an other 
what you're not you're not in this with us right I'm like no i'm fucking yeah. not yeah no that that is that is straight up nazi propaganda is what that is it right? really you is know, oh that you're against us yeah right it's the, the p- politicians do the shit with like the laws they pass all the time, like you know yeah. uh, the family betterment law or whatever, the family betterment you know proclamation or whatever it is. Right? Oh, are you against family betterment? Or? Yeah, you're, you're against families. Fuck you. That's like no, I'm yeah. t- your law sucks. Ooh, ooh, the Inflation Reduction Act. Yeah. Right. Oh, what you don't want to reduce inflation? Fuck you. Yeah. Your plan for reducing inflation is to cause inflation. Right. Yeah. That is literally your plan. Yeah, no, it it, it angers me to no end. Yeah, the, well, the, the word games that these fucking bastards play. Well, to to my mind, there was nothing less patriotic than the USA Patriot Act. So, <laughs> which is also when I stopped using acronyms. Yeah, I kind of uh, back to the uh, the web uh, apps versus websites thing. Mm-hmm. Like, uh, you know, I'm older than apps. I existed before apps existed, and everything was a website. Right. Right. And so when it got to a point where all of a sudden everything was shifting to apps, I, I made a conscious decision for security purposes, personal data security purposes, to be an app minimalist. Mm. Right? I don't want to overload my phone with a shit ton of apps that I don't fucking want or need. Right. You know what I mean? I have taken to installing an app, using it, and then uninstalling it immediately after its use. Hmm. To to get whatever I needed out of the app, right? I will do that, and then like later on, if I need it again, I can just download it and install it again. Yeah, they true. still have record of my account, so if I put in my credentials or whatever, it'll let me back in. But yeah. I don't have it on the phone, and it's not collecting all of my fucking data and mm. sharing it with a whole bunch of other motherfuckers and turning it into advertising. Maybe that's why I'm getting the bikini fish girls <laughs> because I don't have a whole bunch of apps and it's confused. It doesn't know what to deliver to me. It's like uh, well. Uh, uh, Bikini girls with fish. This, this guy is kind of all over the place, and we don't have a lot to go on. And um, he's how very, about Darth Vader on a tricycle in the sunshine? He's friends with a very diverse group of people, so we can't pigeonhole him into any one category. As frequently happens with libertarians, especially. Yeah. It's like, oh, you have friends on both sides of the warring parties. Yeah. <laughs> All right, uh, we're at the end of the program for today. Thank you to all of our callers, Dan, the other Dan, Dan too, I'll call him, Rob, Major Payne, of course. All 12 of him. Uh, all 12 of him. Did I miss anybody? I probably did. Whoever you are, uh, thank you. This has been episode 11 of Beard Talk Live. Peace. I'm going to take you out with a little bit of uh, little bit of freedom music here because I like to do that. Because and, I, uh, as nobody would say, peace, love, and peanut butter. Indeed. Here we go.